Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Liberty at Night with Nate and Charlie on the Free Talk Live Network. That's right. I'm Nate Thurston. Across from me is Mr. Charles Chuck Thompson. Coming at you live from Nashville. Coming at you. I forgot to do the whole thing. Yeah. You might be confused if you're listening on the podcast app right now, but by, by day, normal day, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we're Good Morning Liberty. When we want to. When we want to. By on Tuesdays, on Tuesday nights specifically, we are Liberty at Night with Nate and Charlie on the Free Talk Live Network coming at you live from Nashville, Tennessee. Hmm. How's uh, it going today, man? Home of Music City and Podcast City must be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Fab Max says day 537 of not morning. It's morning in different places around the United States right now. Yeah. You don't have to be... We have so, a lot of fans out in California. Yeah, you don't have to be a time zonist right now. There are plenty of places that it's morning. Uh, right now, especially, you know, when you get outside of America, there's a lot of places where it's morning right now. Okay. Some people even have a whole new day, but not even right. I'm sorry. I've just messed up the whole thing. Not morning. It's currently Tuesday night. That's right. It's I don't know what, what, what came over me just then. We're definitely recording this and it's Tuesday night as you're listening mm-hmm. to this. So, um, happy Tuesday night to everyone. We were gone Friday and Monday. And the whole weekend in between that too. Well, it was President's Day yesterday. Well, you got to take so that. You got to take. Took- the banks were off. Mm-hmm. So when the banks, <laughs> we can't, <laughs> we can't. <laughs> exactly. How can yeah. we talk when the banks no, I was, aren't I was, even there? How can we possibly do this show with all the, all the money that rolls in <laughs> while we're doing this show? It would not be safe for us to do the show on a bank holiday, <laughs> that's, that's you know, right. cause I have to leave immediately after the show and yeah. deposit the money into mm-hmm. the bank, you know, cause of all the mail in cash. Yeah, yeah. Just the money that rolls in while we're doing it. And so we can't do anything on a bank holiday. <laughs> that's right. It just, it just wouldn't be right. That was up in Illinois visiting my uh family the and commies. the comrades up there did you see i posted that i was gonna stay monday too and you know i'm still with my comrades no i didn't that's see what that. i posted in the uh, discord channel so people that are in the fed haters club join gml.com join gml.com they got to see the message yesterday uh saying that we weren't going to be here yesterday it was a very important message yeah. of course uh bailey asked if we have a favorite president no, <laughs> I don't have a favorite president. <laughs> I would say probably the best one was the first one. Yeah, I George don't know. Washington. So Calvin Coolidge maybe could be the best one. I'm not really sure. Uh, who, Whichever one did the least amount of things. Uh, I think Washington was decent in the fact that he, especially in his farewell address, and he decided that he didn't want to be king. He was like, no, I'm that's two good. terms, you yeah. know. But say, I want to be a president, not and, a king. He had to go back to his slaves he, after that. He warned yeah. about, you know. People being in power for too long in his farewell address. It's pretty good. I do have a a least favorite president, though, which is a pretty easy one. It's, FDR? Well, no. He's they, second. He put your family in, he's, in internment camps. Probably, I've let that go. We each got to pay 20K. Okay. Everything's fine. He put your family in Yeah, no, we're in fine. Prison. It's Woodrow Wilson. It's the number one oh, worst okay. president that there is. Income tax. Income tax, Federal, Federal Reserve. Reserve. Um, FTC, I think, was started mm. under, or the F, yeah, was it the FTC? Pretty sure. A um, lot of terrible stuff happened under Wilson. Also, super crazy racist dude. Um, just a really terrible guy. And we should throw out everything that happened under his presidency, mm. I think. Um, that would be the, what I, because of racism, though. Yeah. You know, because everything that he did must have been based on racism mm-hmm. and none of his ideas were good. And so, therefore, we should throw out everything that happened under Woodrow Wilson. There we go. I think it might be Hoover, but that's just because I hate dams. 
Okay. You don't like the dam. I, you I wanted like the natural, water to go wherever it was going to go. I like natural mm-hmm. waterways. Okay. You know? I got gotcha. you. Stop. Also, is vacuum. Stop damming stuff up. Also, his vacuums aren't that great. Exactly. Kind of overpriced, if you ask me. Yeah, for what you get. <sighs> Not the power you're looking for. So, what happened... Um, <laughs> What happened over the weekend? There's uh, there's some stuff that happened while we were gone, and uh, most of it pertained to Russia. Other than that whole Trump decision came down while we were gone, uh, that you know he has to pay three hundred and like sixty million dollars or something in this civil judgment, this ridiculous judgment that came down that's clearly going to get appealed, and in my opinion, is clearly just to drain him of money. That's that's all. It, not even that he ever has to pay the three hundred and sixty million or whatever. It's to drain him of all the money he's paying for legal expenses right now. Do you like how the mayor of New York came out and said, "There's nothing to worry about, no, business people. Honest businesses is, have nothing to worry it's about." It's because it was Trump. She yeah. literally said, yeah. "Well, we went after this guy because it's Trump. Yeah. Like you're not Trump. You have nothing to worry about. If you have nothing to hide, you have nothing Look, to fear." He didn't do anything differently than any other business people do when you're trying to when you're trying to inflate your asset prices of course Mm -hmm. you're trying to borrow as much money as you possibly can you know what i would do if i were him because they what they let me say one thing oh yeah go ahead one weird thing about one thing about new york law which is that he has to put up that money to appeal Mm. either Mm. he has through a bond or he has to put up the actual cash Mm -hmm. to appeal that decision i heard something about that which is about that crazy yeah it's like having to pay a bond to go yeah isn't that That's so pretty nuts? nuts. Um, the uh, the whole thing with Mar-a-Lago being valued at what they value eighteen million dollars or something. If I were him, I would put Mar-a-Lago up for sale, not to actually sell it, but just to show what people would offer for it. Yeah, because whatever that number is is what Mar-a-Lago is worth. But the actual, yeah, and I bet you it's going to be more than eighteen million dollars, yeah, <laughs> or whatever the valuation is that mm-hmm. they put on it. And that's that's one thing that I would do if I were him. But I don't know the. I don't think they're going to stop on this whole thing. Um, also, what they're not going to stop on is all of this crazy war propaganda that's been going on uh, over the weekend. Have they taken and the, at the end bill of last up week. for a vote yet? In the House? For this money? Not in the House, no. Oh, okay. The the House is in recess right now. They're out playing on the playground they're, right now. <laughs> they come back uh, February 28th, and I think when they come back, there's only like three days to avoid a government shutdown and... So we'll we'll be doing that. Maybe that'll slow them so, down, or they're going to work that into a shutdown deal mm, somehow. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, more likely that's the scenario. Actually they're actually discussing scenario. it on the golf course right now. That's what Florida. they're doing. Yeah, at recess. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man, to have a public servant job. So this thing know? this wouldn't that be a dream? That does sound pretty nice, actually. Yeah, you, you have recess oh, breaks. Yeah, you know, I'm not recess since. Since grade school. I know. You know? Okay, um, here's, let me just tell you, before we get into the conspiracy thirst stuff, um, when the thing with Navalny happened, my immediate reaction was, yeah, CIA did that. I keep hearing Yavaldi. <laughs> Navalny. I know, but I keep hearing yeah. Yavaldi. I like to I say like, Navalny. Is there another school shooting? No, Navalny. It's like, oh no, a Russian was mm, murdered. A Russian was murdered, which is a super... Ish. Or something happened. He, Murder-ish. He's they dead. call it sudden death syndrome is what they call it. SDS, yeah. SDS. Yeah. I mm. think it's SOD. It's SODs. Where a lot of Russians mm. die from sudden opposition death syndrome. Yes. It uh, definitely happens. So before we get into all of SODs. our crazy, ridiculous conspiracy <laughs> theories, 
Um, it's just been quite a bit of propaganda at the same time that we have this bill stalled in the House and the House refusing to take up a vote on the bill. It sort of seems to me, and I'm not, I have no, I have no proof that this is what's happening, but it sort of seems to me that they are um, trying to build a narrative to sway people in the House into voting and passing, voting for and passing this bill. That doesn't mean I'm not. We really haven't heard much Russia talk until no, this bill was up. There hasn't been. There hasn't been hasn't much. Been, here's the timeline that just concerns me. This is why it's so easy to build this uh, conspiracy theory narrative. You're saying if it looks like a duck. It could be. And talks like a duck. Yeah. It's probably Putin that did it. It's It's Putin. Yeah. So on the 12th of February, the Senate passed the Ukraine-Israel aid bill. On the 13th, uh, House Speaker Mike Johnson blocks the bill. On the 14th, we get this leak about a national security threat. And people are upset about the, you know, worried about that. It turns out that uh, it's Russian space nukes mm. uh, that we could potentially be. And it, we find out that it's something we've known about for a long time. But all of a sudden, for some reason, this story is turned into a news item well, uh, on Val- the 14th of last, well, uh, think last about week. That makes sense, Nate. Valentine's mm-hmm. Day, Cupid shoots bows and arrows, right? Mm-hmm. And you would think that that might be a holiday where Russia would shoot, instead of bows and arrows, for love. They're shooting nukes yeah. for destruction mm-hmm. into space to blow up satellites so we can't communicate with each other. Checks out. Uh, on the 15th, the and house... What you said, they are trying to get rid of GPS, probably. That's... That's what I would do if I were them. That way no one can leave their house. On the uh, 15th, the house goes into their 12-day recess. On the 16th... Do you think that Gen Zers could read read an MAP? No. Okay. No, they probably think that's some kind of weapon. (laughs) (laughs) On the 16th, uh, Putin dissident uh, opposition leader Navalny dies in prison at the age of 47. We'll talk about that. I'm not just saying that Putin didn't do it or whatever... It's just all so weird to me that this stuff happens in a cluster while this house bill is sitting there not going anywhere. And there's people who want billions of dollars coming in their way, uh, coming towards them that aren't getting it because the house is refusing to pass it. So that happens on the 16th. And on the 17th, uh, we get the news story that Ukraine pulls out of a major uh, frontline city. I already have Avdipka or something like that. I can't remember. I'll have to look at it in the news article we're going to read. Something like that. That happens on the 17th. And so now here we are trying to cover all this stuff. But when we go through all this time with not a lot happening, remember just before that we had Tucker interview with Putin come out also and Mm. Tucker's mind being blown that in a poor country, groceries were cheaper (laughs) and stuff like that, you know, Um, which we really never even addressed that on the show, but we really need to. It was very dumb. Man, Tucker's so bad mm. at economics. He's super terrible He's so at bad. economics. <laughs> it's, he, he measures things in dollar stores <laughs> and then thinks that because groceries are quote unquote cheaper, which by <clears throat> the way, if you do an actual comparison, they're not. No, like no, they pay it, a higher percentage of their income for groceries than we do. Well, that, and then also if they got like American bread, like the American sliced bread, first of all, they get like a fourth of a loaf and that's a dollar. Yeah. Like one U.S. dollar, so they got it'd be four dollars for a loaf of bread and a full loaf. So there's different comparison. Yeah, it's uh, I can't remember the term for it, but on obviously uh, when you look at economics by country, 
there's mm-hmm. a lot of things you take into consideration, not just what can I get here for a dollar. If that's yeah. if that's the case, I mean, <laughs> I I don't know. Uh, Peru has to be one of the richest countries I've ever been that's to. Where you should go? We should follow their economic model because I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. I got like twenty soles to the dollar when I was there. Yeah, I think it's increased by now, but. I could buy all kinds of stuff for the dollar. We should do whatever. Last time I doing. went to Mexico, I think it was twenty or twenty-two pesos per dollar. They're clearly doing something right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to start with the Ukrainian forces pulling out of the city because uh, then we'll talk about Navalny, uh, which will lead us into talking about Julian Assange, uh, who is having his. Who's that? Uh, never heard of him. <laughs> who's having his hearing today, and I think tomorrow, where where they will be deciding whether or not they're going to do extradition to the U.S. Well, he will face... Are they going to um, charge him with a crime? The U.S.? No, the U.K., where he's being held in prison. Um, I don't know exactly what he's being held for in the U.K. I know they originally arrest him, like, like trying to skip... Sexual assault or rape. Well, that, that those charges were dropped. That came from Sweden. That happened when he was still in um, Ecuador or something like that. They dropped the charges. Uh, well, he was in an Ecuadorian... <clears throat> embassy. Embassy mm-hmm. in London. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. In London. Yeah. Yes. Um, And so that got dropped, those charges. I don't know specifically why the UK is holding him, but anyway, now... He hasn't been charged with a crime, and they've been holding him for four, five, six years. We've charged him with a crime. Yeah. So that's why maybe they're going to send him to the US, where he might end up suiciding himself in prison. I mean, they already had a plan for killing him. You know, poison the CIA, you know, the CIA inside did. the embassy. But well, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Let's get past this uh, one of these first stories because I've got let's some get, wild theories to throw out there. Let's get past these Ukrainians dying yeah. in this war. Um, let's just the, the throwaway uh, topics <laughs> yeah. here. Ukrainian forces don't have enough artillery to battle Russia. A key withdrawal Saturday shows that dwindling it's probably because they don't have enough money no and to we get, need to send them weapons that's too. right and if we just would have passed this bill last wednesday they wouldn't have had to pull out on saturday because mm, what she said they would have immediately had all that artillery there's like there's weapons <laughs> Can I say that on the radio sure it's like there's weapons stockpiles in ukraine and but we have the doors locked and we're not going to tell them the combination unless we pass the bill if we would have passed the bill on wednesday we would have told them hey here's the combination for all that artillery but uh we ended up not telling them dwindling ammunition threatens ukraine's hold on the 1000 kilometer front line under withering assault by russian artillery defensive lines are in jeopardy ukrainian forces withdrew from the city of abdivka or abdivka i don't know how you say it and the don't in Donetsk region on Saturday after daily Russian onslaught from three directions for the last four months. And so it's not that I'm saying Russia didn't win this city and Ukraine didn't decide that they were out of artillery and so they had to leave. It's just that really this happened this Saturday? Well, Right after the House goes the recess and refuses to pass this bill and Navalny dies and the Russian space nukes that like this was the Saturday where they didn't have enough artillery anymore and they decided that they needed to give up the city. It's all just a coincidence, Nate. I hate I know I absolutely hate coincidences when it comes to (laughs) anything involving the government uh, for sure. And the, the tricky part here is that I don't trust anyone like I think I think Putin's a bad dude. I think Russia is a bad country. I don't like them. I also 
think Biden's a bad dude. Think and Putin's pretty authoritarian. Yeah, he's a pretty authoritarian yeah. dude. And obviously he's been hiking prices for everybody. Except is, for in Russia, they got low prices there. Exactly. He keeps yeah. them down there and well, he hikes he's hiking them around the rest of the world. Else, yeah. He's having us pay. Uh, we're subsidizing prices in Russia. Obviously. what's happening. Uh, this was a stronghold for the Ukrainian positions deeper inside the country, away from Russia. A frontline city ever since Russia first in- invaded Ukraine in 2014. The fortified settlement with a maze of trenches and tunnels served to protect important, less strengthened logistical hubs further west. Its seizure boosts Russian morale and confirms that the Kremlin's troops are now setting the pace in the fight to the dismay of Ukrainian forces who have managed only incremental gains since their counteroffensive last year. The Biden administration linked the loss of this city to U.S. congressional inaction on the $60 billion in military aid for Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Uh, President Joe Biden said he told Zelensky in a Saturday phone call which is a perfect phone call from what I heard after Ukraine announced it was withdrawing troops from the city that he remained confident the U.S. funding will eventually come through. But when reporters asked if he was confident the deal could be struck before Ukraine loses more territory, Biden responded, I'm not sure what you just asked me. Could you say that again? <laughs> um, that's what that's what I think Biden actually said. We have him on video saying some of these things. He's very concerned and he's got a uh, like a like a quarter zip thing on or a turtleneck or something and it really makes him look about six months younger. He's looking pretty good right now. Hmm. You know, here he is walking, walking away. I spoke with Zelensky this afternoon to let him know that I was confident we're going to get that money to keep that country from being overrun by Russia. Look, the Ukrainian people have fought so bravely and heroically. They put so much on the line. And the idea that now, if you're running out of ammunition, you walk away, I find it absurd. I find it unethical. I find it just contrary to everything we are as a country. So I'm going to fight till we get get them the ammunition they need and the capacity they need to defend themselves. Yeah. That's what it says in the Constitution. Yeah. <laughs> the thing if that, Ukraine runs out of ammunition, you got to send them more ammunition. It's our ethical duty, mm-hmm. an obligation. To our our honor rests well, on the fact of whether or not we send another sixty billion dollars to Ukraine. It's American national security because you know if Russia gets Ukraine, that's where they will launch the space nukes from, <laughs> and so they want to get this fertile Russian space yeah. nuke launching ground right uh over there in ukraine because they need to get further west listen it's it's sad i don't like wars i don't like the fact that hundreds of thousands of people have died or been injured during this war at all i don't like the principle though that every time like if they lose ground that means that we need to send them more ammunition um there's no clear plan for how they're going to win this war or how they're actually going to gain ground i don't see any way that this ends up in any other way than a negotiation where they give up some of their ground and they have a ceasefire and all that, I, I don't see any other way to get around it. The only difference is, does that happen now or does that happen in two years after a couple hundred billion more dollars and a couple hundred thousand more people die? You know, which, which one is it going to be? There's no one out there saying like, oh yeah, we give them the 60 billion I think half of that is to replenish our actual stockpiles, but it counts as Ukraine aid. Mm. So we give them this money and they're going to win the war. That's no one saying that. They're going to need more money yeah, later. They'll have this to have is more. not enough. No. Mm-mm. And 
I don't, I just don't like this idea that this just means we have to, like, this is how, this is how the war goes. What we've given them so far is not working. They're running out of people. They're literally going to run out of men to throw out there on the front lines. And I'm just going to tell you, man, I don't normally throw out wacky conspiracy theories, but I'm personally, I have no proof of this. I'm personally confident that they gave up this city this weekend in order to try and put pressure on people to pass this bill. Biden was like, yeah, look, I'm confident we're going to get this money to you if you pull out of the city. Yeah. Now, is just, that quid pro quo? <laughs> I don't know. I don't have the transcripts of the phone call. Yeah. I don't know exactly how it went down. Hmm. <clears throat> so, all right, we just played that video. Now let's talk about the Navalny thing here for a second. I put some stuff in the show notes so I could try and remember um, what I thought we needed to say today. When it comes to the Russian space nukes, I did have some notes on here. I just want to say it's okay to talk bad about Putin and also that that doesn't mean that you like support what America is doing or what Ukraine is doing. Sometimes in a situation, there aren't any good guys. And yeah. so just to, because we don't like the American government and we think Ukraine is corrupt as well, doesn't mean you got to like Putin. Doesn't mean you got to back Russia on whatever they're doing. You Why can can't dislike they all him suck? too? Yeah. Like if we had their government in America, we'd be way more upset right now than we are with the government that we have right now. It doesn't mean that you need to defend them on anything that they do. And so when it this comes to... This is why to, I say that politics has turned into religion. Because yeah. it's the whole, if you're not with me, you're against me. Like if you don't believe what I believe, then obviously <laughs> you're a Putin supporter, Putin <laughs> plant. You, you wish Putin was running America like like a lot of people I saw in the comments after the, the Tucker Carlson interview, yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, Putin makes a lot of sense. I wonder if he'd be a good president in the United States. No. No, he wouldn't. He, wouldn't. he, he wouldn't. definitely would not. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of people on the right need to realize that you can be against what we're doing and what and, and Ukraine if you want to. That doesn't mean that Putin's a good guy. None of the stuff, none of the conspiracy theories I'm throwing out right now means that Putin's not a crazy SOB authoritarian yeah. POS. It doesn't mean that you're anti-democracy. No, no. Even if you are anti-democracy, just because you believe in that doesn't mean you are necessarily anti-democracy. All right, uh, coming up, we're going to talk about Assange, Navalny, more on Putin and Russia and the American response. Liberty Night on Free Talk Live Network. The Shire Free Church offers a sanctuary to those seeking an escape from state churches. The Shire Free Church is an interfaith, diverse group of people that may not share identical theological beliefs. As a member in or minister of the Shire Free Church, you are a sovereign individual and may be the faith of your choice. We don't claim to have all of the answers. We are open to all peaceful people. We want to learn from each other. What unifies the Shire Free Church and its diverse members is peace, love, and liberty. There are many paths to God, one for every individual. The Shire Free Church does not define a specific path beyond these parameters that must be your foundation. Peace as your way. Love as your guide. And liberty as your light. Learn more at church.shiresociety.com. That's church.shiresociety.com. <laughs> What's up? 
All of our Liberty-loving friends, this is Liberty Night on the Free Talk Live Network. Nate and Charlie coming at you live from Nashville, Tennessee. We've been talking about Putin and Ukraine and stuff that happened over the weekend. I'm going to get back into this talk about uh, being against America versus supporting Putin. So I put in here, I have no doubt that Putin would want to develop a program to put nukes in space designed to take out our satellites or other country satellites. Of course he would. Why wouldn't he? Probably already has. They're probably already up there. You know I mean? The nukes we probably got floating around in space over our heads right now. Yeah. Probably most of them American. More than likely. Okay. There's no That's reason. That's way smarter, by the way, than having <clears throat> ballistic missiles that go up into space. Yeah. Well, just have them in space and then just shoot them down. Just pew. Yeah. Like half the time, you know, way easier. Right. Just use a lot of gravity, you know. Anyway. Probably harder to detect that it's coming from yeah. rather than it going up into space. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know? So, of course, of course he would want to do this. And, of course, they probably have intelligence that he wants to do this. Why did this get released last week? Got leaked. Leaked. It was leaked. Why did this get leaked last week? That is the que- the question is not whether or not Russia wants to have nukes in space. I bet it was found. That's in, not the question. I bet it was found in Trump's papers. That's probably, what it was. That it, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why it was leaked. Yeah, it's um, Trump's fault. At the end of the day, we know this is Trump's fault. When it comes to Ukraine pulling out of the city that they've been fighting in for four or five months. Why did this happen this weekend? You know, or did they perfectly time the House bill to be coming in with artillery right as they were running out of artillery? Is that how it was? And they thought it was going to get passed and it didn't get passed. And they're like, well, we thought we were going to get artillery by this weekend and we didn't. Now we got to go. Yeah, sure. Our credit cards maxed out. Yeah. Maybe that the bill didn't get paid. Maybe that's what happened. They're getting repossessed right now and stuff. Maybe that's what happened or maybe. But you don't think... You know, like military industrial complex companies wouldn't like be like, hey, I'll give you, you know, pay me later. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure they would. they know they're going to get the money eventually. I think. Or, or are ammunition companies not willing to take that risk? Is that what they're saying? I think Zelensky made a calculated move here saying that I'll just even give him the benefit of the doubt of doing what's best for Ukraine. It would be better for us if we get this aid money from the United States. The American people need a little bit of motivation right now. So, therefore, instead of holding the city, why don't we give them a news story? We have to pull out of this city because we don't have enough artillery. In the end, I know we're leaving. I know we're leaving a city, and that may, and that's bad for us. But in the end, it will be better for us because it could help motivate them to give us more money, and that's how we're going to win this war against Russia. Oh, do you think that that's completely out of the realm of possibility? No. No. The timing is the problem with me. Why didn't this happen before the aid bill came up and got passed and then got blocked in the house. Why didn't it happen two weeks from now after our government shutdown nonsense and stuff like that? Why did it happen this weekend Mm. that we get the stories about them losing this frontline town and now Navalny and, and Biden saying specifically that it's tied to them, not getting the congressional money. Well, after Navalny, he came out and gave Uh a big press conference about this. I watched it live. I was at my dad's and we turned on Fox news and, Biden comes out there and he goes, uh, like, makes some noises, stuff like that. Uh, but overall, he talks about how terrible it is that this guy got killed in prison, that no doubt Putin had something to do with it, and that we needed to give Ukraine money. <laughs> like, in his press conference, that this yeah. is why we need to pass this bill. Yeah. And when stuff like this happens, my little libertarian. You know, your tinfoil hat. <laughs> tinfoil hat starts, starts tingling. It starts tingling. It's like you put my tinfoil hat in the microwave at that time. It starts lighting yeah. up. 
you know? Yeah. And the gay frogs start chirping. Now, the, the, <laughs> the confusing part about this, where I'm not just going to say that, of course, of course the CIA killed this guy. I mean, I made some memes that said the CIA killed this guy. <laughs> Those are memes. You yeah. Know? We're going to fight this war by any memes necessary. <laughs> you know? Um, and here's uh, the thing. We don't actually know what happened. No, we don't know what happened. But, but all of this. Why now? Yeah. Why did this happen this weekend? Well, you're anti-democratic for asking that question, Nate. Must be. Yeah. Clearly, this was Putin. This guy had been in prison for a little bit now. He's going to be in prison for a long time. They kept they kept throwing more and more charges on him. Originally, he was going to be in there for like a year, and then it was nine years, and then they attacked on 20 years on top of that. Like, they got the guy in prison. He's up in Siberia somewhere, wherever it is. Okay, they got him tucked away. And right now, if you're Putin and you're fighting the war against America or American proxies who just potentially lost a bunch of their funding and are about to give up a frontline city and stuff like that. Why, why Putin would you decide that now is the time to go out there and kill like the highest profile person that you have in prison for being opposed to you for all the world to come out there and start talking about this. I'm just asking how that makes sense. If you're Putin, I I know this guy said something about Putin's mother. That, could have been the, and he was like i don't care what the world thinks i got to get rid of this guy yeah <laughs> he'd already tried to kill him putin, this guy had already been attempted poisoned one time he almost died like putin wanted to kill this guy i'm not denying that it's not like putin's a nice guy and he they serve justice and he's going to serve his time in prison all no that's not it putin definitely wanted to kill this guy but right now while well, this 95 billion dollar bills stalled in congress and the american people aren't pushing people to to pass this thing like how does this happen this weekend is my question the day after house goes to recess you know how it's an interesting question nate and and the answer is probably classified (laughs) the answer is definitely (laughs) definitely classified my question is who benefits the most from this guy dying in prison this weekend ukraine (laughs) <laughs> yes potentially ukraine yeah is who benefits the most we asked the same question after the nord stream thing happened you know who benefits does russia benefit from blowing up their own means of selling natural gas to europe <laughs> yeah. do they be- obviously not they don't benefit from this so why would they do it right now clearly putin wanted to kill this guy and i'm sure he had plans of killing him maybe he did kill him over this weekend but how does he benefit from it right now when it allows the president to go out and give terrible speeches and all the people in the media are up in arms about this. Interesting comment from the live group, which you can join by going to join gmail.com from the fed haters club. Someone saying that they, he might've died a while ago. It was just impossible to hide until now. Or or they just released it right now. Yeah. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I had no, I have no clue on the matter uh this yeah, guy wasn't in the prison i don't I know anything i don't know anything about him i watched uh, a bit of the hbo max uh documentary on him which by the way had a very ominous intro to it that i showed charlie earlier where he asked him like what do you want to say like in the event that you die you know what's your or message that you're killed that you're killed what's your message? And he's like, oh daniel no no it sounds like you're making a movie upon the event of my death and it's like save that for movie two. <laughs> yeah, it's like very, it's very ominous intro mm. for a documentary t- 
to have. Uh, I watched some of it. He seems like he's a pretty good dude. He's against Putin and mainly against corruption in Russia. Had a lot of followers. Uh, had a YouTube show and stuff like that. Um, I think we would agree more with him on stuff than we would on Putin on stuff. Um, with Putin on stuff uh, when it comes to government power and corruption. Uh, Putin is a dictator who likes to kill people who are in opposition to him. And so this whole thing fits. I just have an issue with the timing. The timing is so weird when it comes to this whole thing. Um, Now you got an opportunity for tweets like this, like from Eric Swalwell, who says, let Navalny's death be a warning to America. Now remember, this is a Russian citizen who's opposed to the Russian president dying in a Russian prison. And somehow America has to be very concerned about this. And that's, that's fine with me to be concerned about people, about citizens of other countries who are against their authoritarian leaders dying in prison. But not even, I mean, you could talk about America for a second. We got a lot of people in prison. A lot of people in prison in America. Okay, some of them are there because uh, January 6th, stuff like that. There's, there's one reason. We, we have got, some people in prison in London. We got, yeah, we'll, we'll get to Assange here in a minute. Uh, we got Snowden holed up in, in Russia. Said he would come back if he could get a fair public trial, uh, which he's not going to get. And so what about, all, what about people all around the world who are put in prison by their governments and who are killed in prison by their governments? You know, it happens all the time, I'm sure. What about an American who was put in prison in Ukraine for being pro-Russia and who died there a month ago? You know, that just happened too. Uh, Anyway, Swalwell says, let Navalny's death be a warning to America. If returned to power, Donald Trump will jail his opponents. (laughs) This isn't the forecast. He has already told us this. There will be no evidence or due process and certainly no opposition from Republicans in Congress. Um, yeah, as far as people jailing their opponents. Did, <sighs> did Trump do any of that? I don't know if he did any opponent jailing. Now, He's, when we get into... He did say that he would, you know, he would put Hillary Clinton in jail. Yeah. Then he did. He didn't do it. You know who we did put in jail technically right now? Julian Assange we'll talk about here in a minute. Obama Mm. declined to do anything about Assange. His DOJ didn't do anything. Trump's DOJ is the one that did that. And Biden is continuing it. So we'll get to that here in a second. Uh, Al Franken says, how after Navalny's death, can members of Congress not vote to fund Ukraine's fight against pure evil? Mm. This is the purest, purest of evils that are out there. So the double standard when it comes to like journalists dying in prison or people being imprisoned, opposition people being imprisoned and then dying, it's, it's evident all over the place. You got this guy, uh, Gonzalo Lira. This is before he died. And this article from the UK Independent talking bad about Tucker Carlson and Elon Musk for wanting this guy freed from a UK, Ukrainian prison. Even though they're doing the same thing? Now, he's in prison in Ukraine for being a pro-Putin propagandist and talking good about the war and how the war was a good thing. He's an American citizen. He's in Ukraine, and he gets put in prison in Ukraine. Uh, this, this article from The Independent uh, is talking about <laughs> far-right people 
uh, wanting him to be released. We don't have to go through the actual article and all that. Uh, it's just kind of funny the difference when you switch over to, um, I don't know, Navalny, because this same publication had plenty of things about Navalny and how terrible this was. Uh, this guy eventually ended up dying January 12th of this year. Uh, I think he was imprisoned on December 12th of 2023 or that's the article that's when this article came out sorry i don't know when he actually went in the prison but he died um in early january in prison mm. from pneumonia mm. that's cold for in sure Ukraine, you yeah know. it is cold he was 55 years old and so you know how it is 55 year old people die from pneumonia um a lot uh so go, anyway go back though uh, it's just cra- this story's kind of crazy back one more um, he re- he was imprisoned in Ukraine after his arrest earlier this year on charges of disseminating pro-Russian propaganda during wartime. Mm. So Lira describes himself as a journalist, but his critics describe him as a as an apologist for Putin and accuse him of spreading conspiracy theories about shadowy American bio labs supposedly <laughs> hidden in the country. So they believe in free speech. Yeah, clearly. This is his crime. But I guess during wartime, you don't have free speech. I guess not. You can't not. talk I mean, about any conspiracies during wartime. I guess not. I mean, look at our uh, Espionage Act and this whole thing that started during uh, World War One, And, uh, you know, this was basically people who were anti-war activists. And the main reason that we that we have this was the... Was that Wilson also? Did we forget to attribute something to Woodrow Wilson? I can't remember. Someone fact check me on that in the in the uh, private Discord group. Mm. Someone let me know. All right, I wanted to call out Vivek Ramaswamy, who has spent the last few weeks essing Trump's D uh, over the you know maybe getting the VP spot or something like that. Uh, Vivek had something to say about Julian Assange today. He says, "Charlie, what does he say?" Every American who has rightly denounced Navalny's death should also speak out about the an injustice we still have an opportunity to correct. Pardon Julian Assange. He now sits in a foreign prison for doing what the D.C. press corps does every day. Yet Chelsea Manning, the government officer who actually leaked the information to Assange, had her sentence commuted by Obama for obvious reasons. She's trans or is smart enough to pretend to be. This is wrong, and the two-tiered justice system needs to end. So if Julian Assange just came out as Julia Assange, <laughs> maybe, maybe that would fix the problem. She would be freed. Yeah. Um, a lot of people have been speaking out against what's happening to Assange. The New York Times has been really good on this uh, because they are talking about this threatening press freedom. So what, the reason I wanted to call out Ramaswamy is because of something that I mentioned earlier. Uh, the Obama DOJ repeatedly refused to bring any charges against Assange because they said it was press freedom and would set a bad precedent. And he was publishing things like any other news organization was publishing things. They might have been terrible, and they were on quite a lot of things, but they would not press any charges against Assange. Who did? Who did? Although he was still in asylum. He was in the Ecuador, Ecuadorian embassy in London. These charges, which I wish Vivek would have mentioned because he did mention Obama here a little bit. Um, I wish he would have mentioned the fact that it was the Trump DOJ that brought these charges against Assange and the Biden DOJ continuing those charges uh, right now. And all the people that are out there talking about Assange need to also ask yourself, 
why did why did the Trump DOJ do this? Why did he allow this to happen? Does he actually care about freedom of speech? The Wasn't First he Amendment? considering like pardoning Snowden? I I don't know if he. I mean, they you know in that Snowden movie, there was a clip of uh, Trump saying that. Uh, Snowden should get the death penalty. Mm, oh, that's right. When he was on uh, like Fox News or something yeah. like that. So I, I don't know if he was or not. Of course, it was in a movie, so it's definitely true. So brings us to what's going on with Assange right now. Right now, the question is, is he going to be extradited to the United States where he will unfortunately end up killing himself in prison? Mm. That's just what happens. Yeah. It's just a thing that happens, you know? Yep. Um, no, you know, all jokes aside, don't want anything bad to happen to this guy. I read up a lot on it today, especially this massive piece from a few years ago about how the CIA had this plan to kill him. Mike, Mike Pompeo. <laughs> yeah. Pompeo was all over this dude wanting to kill this guy. Trying to literally trying to poison him. Yeah. So um, who is Julian Assange? Uh, Which just makes to... all those movies true. that you <laughs> yeah. watch, you know, <laughs> like if you embarrass the government, they'll mm-hmm. come after you and try to kill you. Mm-hmm. You know? And, um, so now, now I think the Born series mm-hmm. is probably true. Yeah, probably. You know, I haven't seen it. So they probably have these I'll, government I'll, assets out there, and then once you tell them you're not going to do it anymore, they'll come after you mm. with everything they got. I you got to dip, dive, duck, dodge, and dodge, and dive. I haven't seen those. Are they good? Yeah, the I Born like movies. Them. Yeah, okay. I think they're good. I'll check it out. In April 2010, WikiLeaks released footage showing a U.S. Well, now you have to watch it because it's probably based on true events. Yeah, it probably is. <laughs> WikiLeaks released footage showing a U.S. Apache helicopter attack, which killed a dozen people, including two Reuters journalists in the Iraqi capital, Baghdad. This caused the platform to gain prominence. Uh, also in 2010, it released more than 90,000 classified U.S. military documents on the Afghanistan war and almost 400,000 secret U.S. files on the Iraq war. The leaks represented the largest security breaches of their kind in U.S. military history. By the way, showing a lot of crimes yeah, that the United crimes. States government was committing. War crimes. Yeah. Just like Snowden being holed up in Russia right now, and, and he can't come home because he showed the world that the U.S. was breaking its own rules yeah. and its own laws yeah. and violating the Constitution. That's mm-hmm. his crime. Uh, WikiLeaks also released 250,000 secret diplomatic cables from U.S. embassies around the world with some of the information published by newspapers, such as the New York Times and Britain's The Guardian. The New York Times and The Guardian published this exact same information uh, that WikiLeaks published. U.S. politicians and military officials angered by the leaks argued the unauthorized publication of information put lives at risk. And isn't that what they always say? The lives of civilians they mowed down (laughs) from the Apache helicopter? (laughs) Not those lives. Now, one thing I'd forgotten about was the WikiLeaks involvement with the 2016 election. They're the ones who exposed the DNC. DNC. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that was hacked, I guess. And and the dossier. (laughs) They they hacked... um, or Russia, sorry, um, hacked the DNC. WikiLeaks published uh, these emails, ended up leading to Debbie Washington Schultz uh, resigning not too long after that. Of course, you also get this talking point that uh, Julian Assange is a Russian asset, which I think they're still holding on to right now. Is he a Russian asset? I don't know. I don't know if he is or not. Um, I could, couldn't tell you. It's certainly a possibility. He's some kind of Russian asset. I don't know. Or he just 
used what the Russians did to publish on WikiLeaks because it was important information for people to hear. Yeah. It's not like he published things that weren't true. Right. Like it's not like it's not like it's propaganda like it's bad, or slander. Like the you you show emails that like we're conspiring against or Bernie defamation. Sanders. Like we're conspiring against one of the candidates in the Democratic National uh primary elections. You know, we're we're gonna conspire against him and you show people that you're doing that, and the problem is you. Yeah. For showing people that we were doing that. Yeah. You know, that's where the issue is. It's it's just crazy how that happened. Uh, let's see. They say now he would sound more like a Russian asset if Russian Russia gave him information that wasn't true that mm-hmm. he published to try to deter an election or something. Yeah, but no, this is this actually happened. It's real stuff. It's real emails, <sighs> especially when you're talking about the war crimes stuff like that. Like these are things that people need to know. Like the American people need to know about these things. The world needs to know about these things. We're we're warring against people, human beings around the world, and they're using our money to do it. Like they, they take our money, and there's just the lowest amount of consent possible. And that amount of consent is that we don't start a civil war against our government ever. So there's like the lowest amount of consent that there is, and that they take our money and they go war against other human beings around the globe. And it's bad for us to find out that they're committing like some kind of war crimes with our money yeah. and wars that are being done in our name it's around the world to our national security somehow. I just, you know, I just can't buy into that, man. Yeah. And now all this happening now at the same time, and this timing has to be purely coincidental because this has been on the books for a little bit, but um, this timing is weird also that now we're talking about Assange and whether or not Assange is going to get brought back to face trial in the U.S. where he will spend the rest of his life in prison if found guilty, which he will, of of all of these crimes, I'm sure. And at the same time, we're up there giving press conferences about Navalny being killed in prison. We're, we're giving press conferences about Putin jailing people who disagree with him. And here this week, we're talking about how we want to bring a guy back to the U.S. so we can give him 175 years in prison for exposing war crimes that our government committed against other human beings around the planet. Similar to the Wash to the New York Times and yeah. and uh, the Guardian publishing similar information. Well, there was a good uh, there was an article. I don't know if I put it. No, I didn't put it in here. The um. Laura something is her name. She's a documentary filmmaker who made Citizen for um, the Snowden thing. Yep. You know, uh, she had an op-ed in the New York Times. It was a couple of years ago, I think, that it actually came out. But it was related to this article that said I'm guilty of violating the Espionage Act, and it was all about how she helped publish stuff from Snowden and all that, and WikiLeaks and all that. And she was talking about how terrible it was that we were putting pressing charges bringing charges against Assange and um, how this is going to end up chilling a free press from being able to talk about crimes that our own government is committing rules that they're breaking because now they can just round you up and they're going to throw you in prison for the rest of your life. And I'm supposed to sit here. And then the fact that they, you can't make an argument about the constitution in court. No, you can't. They like, they restrict freedom of speech in Mm -hmm. court. Yeah. You can't say what you want to say in a proceeding that determines whether or not you spend the rest of your life in prison. (laughs) It's crazy. It is crazy. 
Um, that was actually detailed in this. And article what are we doing? Somehow. We're just sitting around making a podcast about it. Yeah. You know what? You know. You know what our leaders are doing? They're sitting around talking about how bad Russia is for jailing their political opponents and how we should give up our money now to go fight against Russia because Russia is such a terrible country because they jail their political opponents. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> yeah. What? It's the pot calling the kettle <laughs> silver, you know? Coming up, we're going to get more into this uh, war propaganda, Cold War propaganda is what it sounds like to me. And then we'll also be doing Dumb Bleep of the Week. This hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Rising fees have made Bitcoin useless for purchases, but Dash continues to have fees less than one cent per transaction and its features ensure Dash is undefeated as the most useful cryptocurrency in the marketplace. From a technical standpoint, Dash transactions are irreversible and its network is protected from 51% attacks by their Chainlocks technology. There's no need to wait for a confirmation before considering a Dash transaction complete, so it's great for merchants. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Big thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org. Free Talk Live. What's up, all of our liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Liberty at Night with Nate and Charlie on the Free Talk Live network. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash with fees of less than a penny per transaction. Dash is made for spending. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month for this sponsorship. It's easy to get and use Dash, and you can learn more at Dash.org. That's Dash.org. All right, so we already got an hour down of this show. We're going to talk a little bit more about the uh, Russia, Russia, Russia stuff here in a bit. Uh, By the way, Charlie and I have a podcast called Good Morning Liberty, which we do every single day of the week when we want to. Uh, We just did episode... 1,179. So if you haven't gone and found this on your podcast app, you should do that. So you can just type BernieLies.com into your browser and that'll give you the link for everything that we have, uh, you know, merch or whatever. You can go go look at that stuff. And so if you want to get caught up on the news every single day, then you want to go and listen to Good Morning Liberty. But for Free Talk Live, we're called Liberty at night. Hey, uh, serious things going on that require serious people to take care of them. And unfortunately, uh, we've got our government that's going to take care of stuff, unfortunately. But there's a uh, national security threat, apparently. That's what's going around on Twitter right now. We had DEFCON 5? I don't, uh, well, that's like the lowest DEFCON that there is. Oh, they def, go reverse order. DEFCON 1. Yeah. So once you get the one, that's real bad. Is there, that's what it would be if Trump gets reelected. Is there a DEFCON zero? Like it just goes, it's just, there's no number. It's just DEFCON. I think that's when there's no one else around to lower the DEFCON that's officially zero at that point. Okay. There's no more 
no more of those people. Anyway, okay. remember uh, that? Remember DEFCON? De- Democratic source familiar with the threat tells NBC News this is a serious issue that could lead to a destabilizing situation and a national security threat. What do you think it's going to be, Charlie? Uh, Russian interference. It's probably. In the election. Yeah, in the election. It's an election interference. Right now. Um, By the way, speaking of that, did you see Michael Schellenberger? Haven't seen him. He has a he has a new article out, um, basically detailing that the CIA asked foreign mm. intelligence to interfere with elections, so that then they then they could spin the story and say that there was foreign interference. I saw the post. I did not read the article, so I I believe it completely. Believe it for sure, okay. but I have not read into the details of it. Yeah. But today. You know, forget about that article, Charlie. You're supposed to worry about the national security threat. Yeah. Which is definitely Russia, for sure. We got a nice little clip here from MSNBC. If you needed some confirmation, uh, MSNBC is worried about a threat from Russia. And breaking news right now. Mm. New details on the nature of a national security threat that the House Intelligence Chairman sent a cryptic warning about. NBC National Security and Global Affairs reporter Dan DeLuce has been digging into it. What have you learned, Dan? That's right. So sources are telling NBC News that Congressman Turner is referring to a foreign military capability, and that foreign military is the Russian military. Now, specifically, why he chose to uh, make his statement uh, when he did and why he didn't choose to wait until uh, we understand tomorrow the National Security Advisor is going to be briefing the House Intelligence Committee about this threat. But that apparently is what he was referring to, some kind of Russian military capability that is a threat over the medium and long term. And you had uh, today Congressman Himes, his Democratic counterpart, the ranking Democrat on the House Intelligence Committee, saying people should not panic. This is something that's serious and is being addressed, uh, but it's not sort of an emergency. Now, uh, that will lead to many questions. Is this uh, somehow related to Russia's space uh, weapons or space capabilities? Is it related perhaps to their nuclear force, what they're doing with their submarines. Uh, We'll have to to wait to see. But that apparently is what Congressman Turner was referring to, and we'll hopefully hear more soon. The White House, of course, so far not willing to comment. All right, so we have absolutely no information about what's going on. Except it's Russia. But it's definitely Russia. Definitely Russia. Now, they say there's no reason this should be trending really on Twitter. So many people talking about they're saying a threat over the medium to long term I don't know what it could be. We just found out that they have some kind of capability or whatever. We just discovered they have nukes. Lots of they them. They have nukes. Turns out Russia has nukes. <laughs> Lots That's of them. That's the WMDs. Yeah. yeah. And so we should go after them. Mm. Now, you might think if there's some kind of new threat popping up right now, this is really stupid on Russia's part. And it's definitely true. It's for sure true. The timing is unfortunate and it's coincidental you know, but I don't know why Russia would do this kind of thing. We've got this $95 billion war bill that's stalling in Congress right now, 60 billion of that going to Ukraine to help fight Russia. Uh, We've got Trump leading in polls, just got that Tucker interview of Vladimir Putin last week. And so why would Russia be introducing some kind of a new national security threat to United States right now. Mm. It's a really stupid, they're winning. (laughs) They're winning everything right now. The Republicans are helping them defeat Ukraine and take over Europe eventually. 
the rest of the world, I'm sure. And they're winning in the propaganda wars thanks to people like Tucker Carlson. And then they go and do something stupid, like introduce some kind of new national security threat. You want to know how you know this is true? It was on MSNBC. It was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the the um, Russia part, I think, was a was first reported by a more reputable source, um, CNN. CNN. Yeah. That's uh, where yeah. the first place I heard that was. Yeah. So the point of all of my facetiousness. I'm going to be running for president here about 40 years. Yeah. So I'm trying to practice. Yeah. You know, um, is that. Come on, man. <laughs> this is. It immediately doesn't make any sense. It reminds me of the Nord Stream thing. You're like, why would Russia bomb their own freaking pipeline that they use to sell gas to people? Mm. You know, and like that's the first thing that they're telling people is that Russia did this, and and it makes no sense. I'm not saying there is no national security. You're trying security to say threat. these colors don't float. And that's what I'm saying. The dog, the dog doesn't float either. Mm-mm. You know, none of them. Um, the dog doesn't run, and so. This dog's got no legs. When you look at a story like this, you have to ask, does this make any sense? And what I would say is if I were Russia, I'd kind of back off on the security threats because you're already winning at this time. Now, on the flip side, what you could say is, wild conspiracy theorists might say this, because I've seen a few of them on Twitter, is that this briefing for the people in the House uh, Intelligence Committee or whatever that they're scheduling for tomorrow is just meant to try and scare them into bringing up this aid, this foreign aid bill for a vote, for a vote, because we must stop Russia. Look at this national security threat that we have going on from Russia right now. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm, like I said, that's something that conspiracy theorists might say. And as you know, typically they happen to be wrong about everything that they conspiracize about. Mm. You know, so I'm not saying that. That's what what they might say on the internet. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be. Maybe it's going to be some kind of EMP attack. You know, honestly, to take down America, all you got to do is find a way to make our... Well, I'm just trying to think about what's the most ridiculous thing that would take down today's people in today's day and age. I came up with a simple one. You take down our Apple Maps. And at that point, no one can get anywhere because we don't know where anything is. You got a physical map somewhere? And then you just have Android users yeah. running around. Yeah. Which well, you know all the would, maps, all the all the maps. Which system. you know, Sorry. Would, no, just take down Apple Maps because <laughs> then Android users are the only ones running around, and uh-huh. you know, that's going to be mass chaos. Yeah. Wrecks everywhere. You can't have Android users having yeah. more power than no. people with Apple. No, that would destroy the world right there. That, exactly. <laughs> See, that's all you have to do. Maybe lock everyone out of their Apple ID. You that know? could be it. Mm-hmm. And then you just have a bunch of Android users, and. You know, those people are aliens. I was trying to come up with like the most important system that we use every day. And you realize the mass chaos that would ensue if all of our GPS systems went down on our phones. I, I was thinking you were going to say the cell phone towers, like just take no, away, no. take you away just, cell, take away cell phones. You lock everyone in their house once you take away the ability to be told where to go. That's all I had to do for COVID. I know. That's, that's it. You know, you don't have to do lockdowns. They don't have to do a real lockdowns. You just ban Apple, Google Maps, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah i'm ready for matt quest to come back i uh, see from the fed see. haters club they just have a, a, some breaking news i guess there's a shooting at the super bowl parade in kansas city oh no today that's not good so anyone we'll, got have to a, look, we'll have to look into that anyone got a link on that yeah let me see um someone has a link did taylor swift come over. out in favor of joe biden yet Is that uh, conspiracy? She's, wait, she's waiting for the um Perfect time. Great. False flag is the top trending thing for my 
Twitter right now. And then second thing is national security that threat. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, let me see. I was saying this is potential. It's coming from the group. I don't know. Uh, chaos is broken out at the end of the Chiefs Super Bowl parade. Police and military personnel just took off inside of Union Station. So something going on. Uh, yeah, sorry, just... Putin was spotted in Union Station. <laughs> was this the security threat they were talking about? I don't know uh, what's going on here. Sorry, we're learning this as you guys are. Um, let's see what CNN has to say about say it. shots fired. Yeah. We celebrated the Chiefs' victory in Super Bowl 57. It is very sad to know that Stacey Graves, the uh, chief of police there who is fairly new, is now having to uh, respond, and it looks like uh, in some active officers that are duty in. situation right now. Uh, it, it looks like they are going now below ground there. There are some tunnels and some uh, oh, basement areas under Union Station. I don't want to speculate on what's going on there, but maybe Jew tunnels. This was a fear <laughs> that, that I that had. And I know that law enforcement, the FBI, they have spent over a million dollars this year, uh, went from 750000 last year on security up to $1 million now. All right, so we got uh, basically no information in that clip right there. Uh, this specific Twitter page has multiple victims in Super Bowl parade shooting in Kansas City. Um, Kansas City would, Fire Department confirmed shooting. I would uh, most likely, I'm going to go ahead and call it, this is a disgruntled 49ers fan, more than likely. Mm. Um, I don't see any other possibilities in this scenario. Anyway, if we get any more information on this, like number of victims or what's going on, uh, and if it disappears, we'll know that it was a, a trans shooter. But other God, than that, this- let's, uh, let's get back. Let's get back to other things. To the real news. <laughs> to real news. No, like I'm sorry. Security like, threats. I hope everyone is okay. I I hope the shots fired were misses, and I hope hope everyone hope everything turns out fine. Mm. Is what I'm saying. Yep. So that's my sincere same hopes on that, especially on Valentine's Day of all days. You know, supposed to be thinking about love, right? Right now. That's yeah. There's no love in that. Uh, hope all y'all have some love in your lives. I, let me tell you what. I, I do. I do. My wife and I, we don't celebrate Valentine's. We celebrate it every day. Okay. And that's what everyone should do. That's why we don't do the specific thing. Every day you should make your love uh, aware of the fact that you love them. Every day you celebrate. should get your wife a dozen roses like Nate does. Every single day. <laughs> Just have a perfect relationship like my wife and I. Biggest fight we had this year was over who loved the other one more. You know, so far this year, not, yeah, or like within the last year, like the last, no, like in 2024. Okay, I'm not going back to 23. <laughs> don't even get me started on that. You don't look at the past, no, and that's no. how forward looking, yeah. After border bill failure, ICE is considering mass releases to close the budget gap, so they were apparently really needing some of the money. Uh, they've got a 700 million dollar budget shortfall, uh, according to DHS whose uh, leader got impeached also yesterday. Mayorkas mm. got, got impeached. Uh, the bipartisan border bill the Republican lawmakers opposed last week would have provided $6 billion in supplemental funding for ICE enforcement operations. The bill's demise led ICE officials to begin circulating proposals to save money by releasing thousands of detainees and cutting detention levels from 38,000 beds to 22,000 beds, the uh, opposite of the enforcement that Republicans were wanting. So this is what happens when you don't fund the government agencies. I just wanted to go through some of this immigration stuff because also the immigration situation 
has led to Alejandro Mayorkas being impeached. But just remember, he got impeached by the House. Well, so did Trump a couple times. You know, now this is actually historical, like a sitting cabinet person being impeached. That doesn't just happen every day. But these days, we've moved into impeachment world where when you're mm-hmm. upset with someone, you impeach them. You impeach them. And yeah. which is something that, you know, maybe multiple people mentioned was going to end up happening anytime people are upset. Uh, Ken Buck, who was a, a House member, said that this was actually unconstitutional, this, this uh, impeachment. I'm actually inclined to agree with him. And I listened to some other people's takes on it, and they're like, yeah. Weren't any high crimes and misdemeanors alleged here? Like he's doing a bad job at his job. Or some low crimes, you know? maybe, but yeah. it requires high crimes. But they're like, yeah, you know, desperate times, desperate measures, and impeachment has uh, become a weapon nowadays. And the arguments I've heard, because I listened to a little bit of uh, what Ben Shapiro had to say about it, was, well, you know, you impeach Trump a couple times, didn't have any high crimes and misdemeanors, really, no crimes really alleged during that. So this is the new weapon that we're going to fight with. And I happen to think that that's the wrong way to go about it. I think that if you think it was wrong to impeach Trump for the things that he did or didn't do, then you should live up to that principle by not turning around and then just doing it immediately afterwards. You know, my mom always told me that it just lowers you down to their level. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Somebody calls you a name, you don't call them a name back. If you... Fight fire with mud, everyone ends up muddy. They, the live group is wanting to impeach me. Okay. So, I mean, we're not going to convict. <laughs> so, it's not like you're going to get removed, but yeah. we can put it up to a vote. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> all right. I guess we'll have an impeachment vote. No, you're going to do There's no high crimes and misdemeanors. By the here. way, if you You'll want fine. to join in on that vote, you got to go to joingml.com. Um, it sounds like a fun vote. By the way, uh, Buck, Congressman Buck, made the point, I think I actually took it out of the show notes, but he made the point that Congress has the purse strings, and that if you wanted to, you could just reduce this guy's salary down to a dollar, or you could take away the budget for the Department of Homeland Security, things like that, and those are actual legal means that you have to fight against things that you think are wrong that are going on, but when someone... Uh, is not fulfilling their duties in the way that you think they should be. I don't know if that's an impeachable offense. Here's the thing, though. The standard for impeachment, which the Constitution lays out in clear language, is treason. Uh, I'm going to save that last one for last. Other (laughs) other high crimes and misdemeanors or bribery. Bribery. They're all guilty of that one. Impeach all of them. All of them. I'm fine if we just do it for everyone. Yeah. That's sure. Sure. Who in Congress... (laughs) Or the cabinet or anywhere else has not mm-hmm. participated in bribery. <sighs> okay, let's move on to what we think is the most important thing. Like, if you <clears throat> vote for me, I will give you the things that you want. That kind of sounds that like not bribery. bribery. <laughs> but I guess you're not going to give them your money. You see, in bribery, you got to be giving them your money, but you're promising to give them someone else's money. So that's- I guess that's not bribery. I just made that up, but I bet that that's a legal <laughs> distinction yeah. between the two. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, let's get on like, to, you know, my son wants cookies and I'm like, okay, we'll eat your chicken mm-hmm. and I'll give you and just bribed some, him. I'm, I'm bribing him mm-hmm. with a reward. Yeah. It's what it is. It's bribery. But I'm not violating the dad constitution. Cause that's, 
part of the oath that we take as fathers. Almost entire, almost our entire government runs off of bribery. That's yeah. just the way to the works. Yeah, to get a vote. I wanted to point out something dumb. I know it's only Wednesday; it's not Friday. But Chief Warren uh, was pointing out this poll result. Uh, and it says a, she says the American people get it. Big grocery chains and other giant corporations are using inflation as an excuse to jack up prices and pad their profits. We're, we're calling out their price gouging and we're fighting back. Uh, and in this poll, it says a majority of voters who are concerned about inflation identify the cost of food and groceries as a top concern. Uh, when asked who they blame most, voters point to price gouging by food manufacturers That's and grocery stores. That's because they're listening to people like her who yeah. are telling them the wrong answer. So That's... Uh, when so this, you, is, this is the problem with with people who are economically illiterate. Mm-hmm. Like, And I get it. Economics is so boring. It's much Super easier boring. just to listen to a popular politician tell me the reason for my woes. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to know who to be mad at, right? So you listen to your person uh, that's got your letter after their name, D or R. Tell and of course, you they who should to be, be mad at. They should be an expert. Mm-hmm. Well, I've. It's going to take too much brain power for me to learn about this, so I'm going to, uh, you know, subjugate my responsibility onto someone else uh, who's supposed to be an expert. I voted for them. They are they're in government. They should know about economics, and they're telling me it's from price gouging. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I believe that. It's so ridiculous. What's uh, kind of funny here when you look at these two, the, so the question is, to what extent do you blame each of the following for high grocery prices? When you look at grocery stores raising prices to maximize profits, it says 40%. And then directly below it, the policies of President Joe Biden is at 39%. <laughs> and so, like, it's both grocery stores and the policies of President Joe Biden, which is actually closer uh, somewhat closer to reality. The sad part on this is that only 25% uh, said a great deal was related to increased labor costs in the food supply chain. Uh, some of those people said that that had, you know, they somewhat blamed that, uh, but not a, a great deal. Now, we actually looked at some of the data on this using a study whose purpose, this, the purpose of the study was to prove that corporate price gouging was the leading driver of inflation. And what the study laid out was that labor in, costs, increased labor costs <laughs> yeah. were now, also, the driver of inflation. When you look at this chart, it's just ridiculous because the first three, okay, <laughs> corporate food manufacturers raising prices to maximize profits, food manufacturers like PepsiCo, Frito-Lay, and General Mills raising prices to maximize profits, grocery stores raising prices to maximize profits. Those companies are doing that all the time. Mm-hmm. They're, they're always trying to Their maximize profits. Their goal is the bell curve of maximizing profits. Mm-hmm. They are wanting to sell things at the exact price where they're going to make the most amount of profit. Yeah. Now, that number can be too high. You don't see them out there selling Chef Burardi for $100 a can. Why? Because no one would buy it at $100 a can. Mm. Now I think it's gone up to what a dollar fifty, where it used to be fifty cents. Maybe I don't know. I don't. I don't buy Chef Berardi. Okay? I haven't done that since I was on tour. That's Remember a terrible Cole, example. You see Cole Ravioli. You, you know. know ter- Let's go with I don't know eggs. <laughs> eggs went from thirty eight cents up to five dollars. <laughs> now they're back down to two or something like that. Maybe a dollar fifty. 
It's an auction going on all exactly. the time. That's a great representation. It is. Yeah. And so here's the thing. Uh, they have found where people are still going to buy the most amount of eggs for that price, and that's what they're going to sell it for. You know? Five was too high. Mm-hmm. Now they've come back down. They're always moving the price of things. This is the invisible hand, by the way, <laughs> of the market, where because they're trying to maximize profits. That's what they're doing. That's their whole goal. And so what changed? We'll get the answer to my question of what changed when we come back here really soon on Liberty Night. And remember, you can find our daily podcast, Good Morning Liberty, on your favorite podcast app. We're going to keep this conversation going. Liberty Night on the Free Talk Live Network. Eleutheromania. The insatiable desire for freedom. It's the new three-song heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass. Available now on your favorite music app or get it directly from CaptainKickass.com. And we're back, Liberty at Night, on the Free Talk Live Network, coming at you live from Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, by the way, I just got to remind you, Charlie and I have a daily podcast called Good Morning Liberty, which you can find on your favorite podcast app, or you can put BernieLies.com into your browser right now if you want to find that. And I uh, also wanted to remind you that Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Fees less than a penny per transaction. We know that Dash is made for spending. It's one of the oldest cryptocurrencies, and it's widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month for the sponsorship. It's easy to get and use Dash, and you can learn more at Dash.org. All right, so we've been talking about... Man, so much Russia today. So much Russia. And now we're getting into a little bit of an economic conversation, finally talking about price gouging and corporate profits and all that. I know if you're sick of all the Russia talk, we won't have any more uh, until next hour. So I want to get back into this conversation we were having about, uh, well, uh, the invisible hand. They're always moving the price of things. This is the invisible hand, by the way. (laughs) of the market where because they're trying to maximize profits. That's what they're doing. That's their whole goal. And so what changed? What changed? Just like you're trying to maximize the amount of money that a company will pay you per hour for your brain power. Yeah. Or your physical labor. If you're out there breaking your back or something, whatever it is, everyone's always trying to maximize. That's just what you do. That's what human beings do all the time. Yes. Otherwise, Mm. why would you do it? What's the, what's the incentive? So um, the the whole question is based off of false pretenses because like, yeah, of course, of course they're raising their prices to maximize profits or do they're doing whatever they can to maximize profits. Mm-hmm. That's called a company. Everyone was fine with this, <laughs> by the way, when during COVID lockdowns, gas went down to like a dollar 70. We were fine with that because that was supply and demand. That's what the demand dictated was that price get really cheap all of a sudden. 
But when the demand and the supply dictate that the price go up, we don't like that. We just call it price gouging. Price gouging doesn't exist. It's supply and demand that we don't like. Um, the, the actual study right here, which was trying to pinpoint that corporate profits were the driver of inflation, um, it basically always showed, except for in one quarter, which was Q3 of 2023, it basically always showed that the labor contribution to the price increases was always higher. Every time. And then, unfortunately, only 25% of people said that increased labor costs had something to do with it. The actual data says increased labor costs are the biggest portion of it and have been since the COVID pandemic, at least. Now, this is a weird one here. The racial wealth gap has widened despite uh, increased wages. Hmm. So that's kind of a weird. What do you what would you blame that on? White people. Yeah. White people. Yeah. Or and or racism. Mm. white supremacy well i thought that was like a given yeah same thing white people that's the mm. yeah you're you're saying all that stuff is already covered oh, under yeah. that racism of white course. supremacy all that stuff yeah uh you can see on this graph right here that coming from coming out of the COVID pandemic you got white cumulative growth in real net worth that's up 28.9 percent uh down minus 1.4 percent for for black people during this time. Hmm. And that's after the George Floyd era. That's after DEI and whatever you want to call it, you know, and wages actually going up more for, for, uh, black workers and, um, lower wage workers during this time. So what, what is it going to be? I wanted to tell you what it actually is because I found it to be pretty interesting. It's net worth by the way. So it's not necessarily what you make. Since the no, no, it's not. But a lot of times your wealth is, you know, tied to what amount of money you're making. But since the pandemic, wage gains for black Americans have outpaced those for white people, but wealth inequality deepened, finds new research from the New York Fed. The research, which looks at changes from twenty nineteen to the third quarter of twenty twenty three, demonstrates how firmly entrenched the racial wealth gap is in the US. All three groups saw gains in the value of their homes. The difference maker came from big gains in the stock market in 2021. White households have far more of their wealth in equities than black or Hispanic households. White supremacy. Black and Hispanic households saw the value of their financial assets fall over this period. More than 50% of black and Hispanic wealth is held in pensions and a smaller share in stocks and mutual funds. And so now I wanted to talk to you about pensions and 401ks. Because I, I wasn't expecting that exactly to, uh, to be the reason. Uh, they show the like real estate assets, you know, home values, all that, that all moved up. But then when it comes to the other financial assets, um, those things actually went down. Check this out. All right, this, uh, this dark gray color right here under this black category represents uh, wealth held in pensions, the share of your assets that are in pensions. And then for white people, same dark gray category up here, the share of your wealth held in pensions. And the, uh, let's see which one, equity, equities and mutual funds right here in this lighter gray and right here for black people right here in this lighter gray. And so why, <clears throat> so with a pension, the, basically the only way that you're going to get a pension is if you work for the government, it could be local, state or federal, whatever, or if you work for a union, you know, if you're, if you're unionized and other than that, most companies are doing 401ks. Now, the thing about a pension is that that is 
like a guaranteed return in retirement for you as long as you follow all of the rules. And with a 401k or whatever other kind of retirement investment you're doing, that's not a guaranteed retirement for you. Stuff could go poorly. It's going to be determined by the amount of money that you put in and what happens in the stock market and all that. But what you actually end up finding out is that people who have 401ks and other forms of retirement end up making way more money over time than the amount of money that gets paid out for people who have pensions. Because most of the time, those are fixed payouts for people. It's like a guaranteed payout for you. You know, if the, even if the company goes bankrupt or whatever, you most of the time still have a guaranteed payout. But what do you know about risk? Even though, even though those pensions are mm. typically invested in the stock market. Yeah. You <laughs> get a fixed payout from right. it. And so to me, there's just something to be said for being willing to take a risk with your retirement versus choosing what you think is the safer option. And so when even Axios and even this study that's talking about the racial wealth gap points out that the fact that it widened so much was because the stock market was up so much over the last few years and 50% of that kind of assets are held in pensions for, uh, for black people, you can end up seeing like a lot of racist narrative and racial wealth gap narrative and say that it's because of racism and systemic racism and all this inequality that we have. But at the end of the day, it's because for whatever reason, for whatever, for whatever reason, white people were more willing to take a risk in the stock market. I'm not, I don't have any reason for why that is. I don't, I don't know. Slavery. If, <laughs> this I don't, is easily explained, Dane. I don't know I, why you're so confused. I, I don't know why it is that <laughs> on a percentage basis, so many more black people would be on pensions that typically come from government jobs or from union jobs. But whatever that reason is, if there's been some type of word that went out to people that said, go out there and get that safe retirement, go get that safe job with that safe union contract where you can't be fired and they're required to pay you so much and raise your pay by so much and increase your pension and they're required to pay you for the rest of your life after you get your pension, after you turn 60 or 65, whichever one you choose, whoever preaches that narrative to people you look at statistic after statistic on this, as I have been doing today, they're wrong. You get, you get less money, or at least accept the fact that when you choose the safer alternative, you're not going to get as much money as the other people who chose to take a risk. That's just how Unless it is. Unless that risk plays out in the other direction. True. Which can happen. But over It's I not mean, like the stock market can't fall. You it's, know? It can. Yes. If you... But... It, We're if, taking it basically a snapshot. If you start of time currently, if you start investing and start saving for retirement, and you're going to retire in 20 years, the rate at which you would have less money after that is is zero. There is a zero percent amount of times that the market has been lower 20 years later. Of whatever point in time you pick, there is zero times that that happens. Now you got to take inflation and stuff like that into account. What if it is plus point one percent? Will you? technically lost money over that time because of inflation. I brought in this like 401ks versus pension plans because what it basically shows is that when you take the responsibility and the risk for your own retirement, you typically end up coming out a lot better versus the safer alternative, which is the pension. 
that the employer takes care of for you and they put in money for you and then you're guaranteed to get this payout later in life. Well, that's what you get for choosing the safer option. Well, and it really depends, you know, because like, let's say I know there are people who made bank, let's say back in the day when they worked for the railroad companies Mm -hmm. where they got stock options plus pension. Yeah. And, you know, so now you have people who worked in the railroad industry for 40, 50 years, retired millionaires because the stocks of the railroad company, thanks to Warren Buffett, (laughs) (laughs) went through the roof. And then also you have your pension. So like that worked out well. You you know know some of those people? I know of some of those Mm. people. I know some people that know some people that that happened for, that worked for Banff, I think. Yeah. Weird. And, um. I don't agree with the name. Whatever. Union, (laughs) Union Pacific. Yeah. Union specific, you know? So anyway, um, like that's a decent option. Like you have the safe pension, then you can also get stock options or you can take some of your money and put it into an IRA or a Roth or whatever. Yeah. Maybe go both routes, you know? I think doing both is a, I think one of the other biggest problems is there's a lot of folks and I'm not saying specifically black people. I just think, a lot of folks, it's more of an economic class thing, um, who just, what my grandpa called it was the, the money was burning a hole in your pocket. Mm, mm-hmm. It's like, as soon as you get it, you got to spend it. Yeah. You know, and they're out there buying whatever. It doesn't matter. Look at the, look Stan, at the Stanley cups, Stanley cups and Ember mugs, new cars when mm-hmm. you don't need them, new phones when you don't need them, all kinds of stuff. People are building houses that are too big for them, you know, Mm -hmm. can't even fill the rooms up, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you know, (laughs) that too. Yeah, that too. We're not going to say it. We're not going to say it on air, but you know, we're hanging out with the fed haters club right now. Join (laughs) gmail.com. So if you want to know what we're laughing at, that's where you got to (laughs) go. So that's another thing I would say probably contributes to this. Um, but it goes for everyone. I mean, a lot of times people just don't make the smartest financial choice and I get it. Yeah, I get it. You know, you got a little money in your pocket. You want to have some fun. I saw this TikToker make a joke about how, you know, he's going to see everybody, him and all of his friends are going to go out to a nice restaurant, seafood dinner after getting their taxes back. That's what you should do. So they, you know, they make a joke. It's like people get, you know, let's say a few thousand dollars from your taxes back or whatever. And you go out and you go (laughs) spend it on new clothes. And I'm not saying you don't need clothes, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Rather than invest that money or some of it, at least into something that could potentially grow. It's a good idea to max out your 401k or whatever your investment is when you're younger, for sure. Check out this, um, pension payout if you retire at age 65 uh if you uh let's just say you live to the age of 80 and then you decide you want to run for president after that uh which at that time you probably lose your pension so that's why i'm stopping at 80 um if you retire 65 and you live to 80 uh, they'll pay you out now this is actually a pretty modest pension to good pension uh the payout is four hundred seventy three thousand dollars after you paid into it all your your working life, you know, um, <clears throat> over the same period of time, if you instead go with a 401k, and this is actually just with a $40,000 a year job, uh, which is what I tried to base the pension off of as well. 
Given the average returns of the stock market and employer contributions and things like that, you're actually more at $718,000 that you would be retiring with uh, that you would have at the time that you were 65. And so it's a lot more money. And I guess the point is, the main point I want to take away from this is, let's say this study gets used, not that anyone would ever do this, but let's say this study saying that white wealth has increased X amount more than black wealth over the last three or four years, the time since the pandemic. Most of those people are not going to say, well, it actually just had to do with the fact that for some reason, most of white people's retirements are in 401ks and mutual, whatever mutual funds, stuff like that. And for some reason, a little over half of black people's retirements are in pensions. And that's actually what the study itself concluded. That's where it all came from. Mm. It's not because we didn't pass whatever law to protect black people from racism or whatever it is. Yeah. It's just different financial decisions. I don't know what it is. Um, let's see. I guess we got besides some. slavery and racism. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. We all know that that's the first obvious thing yeah. that it would be. Uh, I guess we'd stick on economics and make fun of Barbara Lee in California here for a second. Who thinks that there should be a $50 an hour minimum wage and is actually making the case for that in a debate <laughs> for I, the Senate. <laughs> I don't disagree. Yeah. I just want to know why she stopped there. Why right. is she being so cheap? I you know? know? Can't survive on 50 bucks an hour. It's not possible. No. You're calling for a $50 an hour federal minimum wage. That's seven times the current national minimum wage of seven twenty-five an hour. Can you explain how that would be economically sustainable for small businesses? You have 60 seconds. First, let me say I um, owned and ran a. Okay, in her defense, first off, this is kind of the hilariousness of like our just our political conversations that we have. Can you explain how this wild, crazy economic idea that you have is going to be sustainable for businesses and small businesses? You have sixty seconds. Go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first off, that's not possible. You can't actually explain it at that time. But the good news for her is. You can't explain it because it's not. And so therefore, 60 seconds turned out to be way too much time for her. Small business for um, 11 years. I created hundreds of jobs, benefits, retirement benefits, also health care benefits. I know what work. She didn't create those jobs. The workers created those jobs. That's right. Come on, get this right, Barbara. Worker productivity means, and that means that you have to make sure that your employees are taken care of and have a living wage. In the Bay Area, uh, I believe it was the United Way, came out with a report that uh, very recently, $127,000 for a family of four is just barely enough to get by. Another survey very recently, 104000 for a family of one. Barely enough to get by low income because of the affordability crisis. And so just do the math. Just do the math. Of course we have national uh, minimum wages that we need to raise to a living wage. You're talking about $20, $25, fine. But I have got to be focused on what California needs and what the affordability factor is when we calculate uh, this wage. <sighs> It's just what people need. So in the Bay Area, it's 50 bucks. Now, why she actually ends up there saying that she's not arguing for a $50 national wage, 20, 25, yeah. fine, mm -hmm. whatever. But she's got to be uh, talking about California. No, you don't. You're going to be a United States senator. 
You're not going to make California state laws. Right. That's not how that works. Sorry. <laughs> but anyway. Um, Is fifth, this not bribery? <laughs> she says that Vote for me and I'll fight for 50 her her response to how is this sustainable for small businesses is that I had a business once and I hired a bunch of people and then we just move on to how people need 50 bucks an hour after that did she pay them $50 an hour and also why does she have a, a step stool she's the only one she is on a step stool <laughs> what yeah look no one else has a step stool Since she's when do you one. get a step stool huh what is that she's ashamed to be short is she wearing heels and a step stool uh she might be huh. is it is it the woman thing is the other woman on a step no, stool? She's no not. she's, she's the, not she's the only to, one we're gonna have to get to the bottom of this it's like that meme that you see where, you know, it's, yeah, it's a race. <laughs> capitalism versus what I don't remember what the comparison is. Yeah. But standing up on the boxes, you can see mm-hmm. over the fence, you know, she's just, that's why she's doing that. Um, Fat Mac in the group here is saying that not all of California needs that. In fact, these things should be judged on a, on a local level. At, by the businesses that are operating in that area. That yeah. That is how the wages should be determined. Which, by the way, if you work in a, in a place that Typically, if you work in a place that costs more money, typically the business is going to pay you a bit more money to be there. Yeah, that's because they have to. That's yes. the only way they would be able to attract people to come work at their place of business. Because labor is a commodity. <laughs> yeah, there's an auction going on for you. You're in an auction. <laughs> and, and if you would stop price gouging these companies with your demands for salary, you know? Now, funny enough, <laughs> tying this into what people thought was a leading driver of inflation, you know, back in that Elizabeth Warren post, it wasn't the labor cost for people. Can you imagine the inflation that we would see if there was a minimum wage set at $50 an hour? And the only way that you can make this argument is that if you convince people that the only reason prices go up is because businesses are greedy and they forcefully just raise prices so they can make more profits, which leads to the idea in your mind that there's Tons no consequences. Of Tons of cushion and wiggle room in there for them that you can to increase raise people's wage. labor up to 50 and it doesn't have to have an impact on the cost of the goods because it's actually just people's price gouging and trying to maximize their profits, which is what leads to the increased prices of goods. Therefore, you can make ridiculous arguments like this that you could raise the wage up to 50 and that would be better for everyone. But what actually happened is um, everything would just become insanely more expensive. 50 would be like you were making 15 in a span of a couple of years. And then we'd be arguing that you'd have to make 100. When we started this podcast, we were making this argument that if you raise it to 15, eventually 15 becomes whatever the wage is that people are making right now. And then soon enough, we're going to be making the argument. It's got to be 20 or 25. Charlie, we've been doing this podcast long enough that we're now covering people making the argument for 50. And I've said all along, that's not enough. No. It's got to be at least a hundred, maybe a million. Well, if it doesn't matter, why not? Let's just make everyone millionaires. Do it. Or billion. Well, they did it in Venezuela. It's, it's unfair that only so many people can be billionaires. We should just make everyone billionaires. Mm-hmm. And that's the, st- like, that's the starting point. Everyone, just because you're an American citizen, is now a billionaire. American citizen? What are you, a racist? Okay. Come on. Okay. What about immigrants? If, okay, if you're in America. If you're in America, if you just, can reach it across the line. If you can step foot in America. You throw your hand over the line. You automatically are on the Forbes list of billionaires. 
<laughs> uh, this other thing, uh, we got to go because we're at 44 minutes right now. So and let's just print the money. Let's wrap it up. Because it has no effect. Doesn't change There's anything. There's no consequences. Why even have taxes then? You know, that's, that's what I want to know. Yeah. I'd say we just stop taxing and just print everything. Mm. Yeah. Everything will end up fine. Yeah. That's we, a joke. Just so everyone knows. <laughs> For all those people on TikTok or wherever that... It's not for me. Yeah. I'm not joking. No, you really want to do it. Let's just do it. Yeah. Okay. Let's see how it plays out. Let's see who was right and who was wrong. Try it out. Yeah. I, I, that That's what I want to do with some of these ideas. If you, you, you actually want to try them out. I'll just be like, you know, because I get tired of arguing. I'm just like, okay. Because sometimes I feel like I'm arguing with my son. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, daddy, that's not right. I'm, and I'm just like, okay, well, you're seven. You know better than me. Try it out. See how it plays out. Try it out. I'll shut up. <laughs> Try it out. Go for it. I, I, I just, <laughs> I want people to try it out so they can, so then we can get the data. No, they'll, we, they will just blame it on someone else. <sighs> We've already seen this happen it's in true. other areas and people still blame it on the capitalists and the corporations mm-hmm. and the greed and all of that. They'll find a way to do it. Yep. Unfortunately, we got to keep fighting the good fight. Mm. Can't just give in. I'm giving up. Can't let the guard down. We got to build a wall around that mentality right there. Yep. We have to keep fighting for all of these ideas because we know that even if things fail, they're going to blame it on the free market. They're going to blame it on individuals trading freely with one another or if you are god forbid you are a producer of goods and services that make people's lives better oh man may god have mercy on your soul okay coming up we got dumb bleep of the week that's everyone's favorite episode of course dumb bleep of the week we got i believe 10 submissions this week and that's a show we do every week on our podcast good morning liberty and the fed haters club gets to come in and vote for which one was the dumbest thing. So don't believe it the week coming up. Free Talk Live. All right, what is up, all of our liberty-loving friends? It's another fantastic episode of Liberty at Night on the Free Talk Live Network. Coming at you live from Nashville, Tennessee. Of course, we have our daily podcast, Charlie and I do, called Good Morning Liberty. But at night, on Tuesday nights, we're called Liberty at Night. But you can go find that on whatever your favorite podcast app is. Over 1,100 episodes. But right now, we're doing Dumb Bleep of the Week. This whole show could just be dumb. It every, really could. Every day. It really we could. could. just highlight. Honestly, if we just did one show a week and we just did Dumb Bleep of the Week, we'd probably have the same amount of listeners and be the same. everything. Yeah. It, nothing would change except for we'd have way more time in our lives to, to do everything else that we yeah. wanted. You know? Well, one person said they would unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> now, we got to cover everything, okay? So it's The other thing bleep- is we have to have purpose and meaning. That's what we talk about on the yeah. show, and that's, that's what's important to that's us. That's why you do it. When the going yeah. gets tough, you got to remember your why. Because he who has a why can endure almost any how. And this podcast for us sometimes I it counts. Was bear. Can bear almost whatever the saying is. You know the thing. Well, yeah. And so that's why we uh, you know, keep going even when times get rough. Violent. They yeah. do. They do. Okay, it's Dumbly for the week. We got 10. <laughs> we got to get through. Charlie has a hard stop. I need to get going up to Illinois. So anyhow, we're going to get going through the dumb bleeps of the dumb weeks. Uh, some of these Nate's things, going into enemy territory. I am. 
this weekend. Yeah, I'm going to be so, reporting from the field. Thoughts and Illinois. prayers. Uh, the first thing, dumb leap number one is going to be the... Do you have to the, stand uh, in a bread line when you go to Illinois? I'm bringing my own bread because I don't like lines. Okay. Yeah. Remember, we were talking about how I hate Disney World earlier. I don't do lines. It's because of, because of the lines. Yeah, I'm not yeah. a fan. Not a fan yeah. of them. Mm. Okay. Dumb leap number one is the Russian space, space nuke emergency. Russian space nuke emergency. Oh, is that what it is? Allegedly, there's been enough little things leak out over the last day or so that this pertains to Russian space nukes, and that is what everyone is supposed to be worried about right now. The the mysterious threat that Turner was warning about yesterday turns out to do with Russia's plan to put a nuclear weapon in space, potentially using it against satellites and uh, let's see, ABC News, Bloomberg, CNN, and others reported late Wednesday and early Thursday, citing anonymous sources. The nuclear system has not been launched, and there is no immediate cause for alarm, the sources say. However, if successful... Ex- I can't read today. I don't know what's going on. That's successfully. If successfully deployed, the anti-satellite nuclear weapon could disrupt civilian communications. It's going to take out the GPS systems. We talked about this yesterday. This is your idea. You're not going to you be must... able to navigate. How often do you talk to Putin? i did an interview with him already it's going to be coming out uh tomorrow if successfully deployed the anti-satellite nuclear weapon could disrupt civilian communications as well as u.s space surveillance systems a former official told the new york times adding that the u.s does not currently have the ability to defend against such an attack this is why we have the space force ladies and gentlemen and you can thank the Putin plant, Donald Trump, for creating the United States Space Force. <laughs> you see, he was at, he's been against Putin this entire time. Mm. Uh, the information has been available to senior members of the House Intelligence Committee for more than a week now. So it's unclear why Turner issued his alarming statement on Wednesday. Is it? <laughs> Is it unclear? Maybe there's a bill that they want to oh, pass? No, that can't be it. Hmm. The DOD did not respond uh, for Time's request for comment. This is a Time magazine article. Kremlin spokesperson Dmitry Peskov, who described the commotion as a White House ploy, declined to comment on the allegations until more information is revealed from Sullivan's Thursday briefing. They're supposed to be briefing people on this. Uh, the Russian state news agency reported on Thursday. Peskov said that it was, quote, obvious that the White House is trying by hook or by crook to push Congress to vote on a bill to allocate money. You don't say. It's, it's so weird to be in a world where you you can kind of trust government officials in Russia more than you can in the United States these days. And you, they still lie about everything. But when they're saying bad things about our government, I tend to agree with them. Yeah. I think they're probably telling the truth. You would say that <laughs> as a white supremacist. Now, don't confuse that with thinking that they're somehow a better government or that Russia is in a better shape than the United States or something like that. Don't or, listen to Tucker Carlson yeah, talking about how all this weird stuff. Their economics are their better. Subway and they're, they're clean uh, and all this stuff. Like, okay, dude. <laughs> He's gone off the, the Russian he deep went, end. Yeah, he, went, he was amazed by the grocery stores and all this kind of <laughs> stuff. Like, okay, just stay in Russia, man. Just stay, whatever. Just, no, no, we're not going to do that. Well, you know his economic take anyway with the dollar stores. Yeah. <sighs> I'm pretty sure he came close to winning Dumb Believe of the Week a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. With the whole dollar store That's stuff. That's true. It's like, That's man, true. you do one good interview and then you, what, what is all this other stuff? You do, The stuff you're doing with Julian Assange, that's good work. Is you he doing stuff with Assange? 
Yeah, he interviewed Assange. Well, he spoke with him. He went. Did to, he? He went to the London prison. Spoke with him. Oh, because you can't I, have cameras. I heard he there, spoke. But. I heard he spoke with Snowden while he was in Russia. Also. Snowden. Yeah, all that stuff. I, that was a rumor I saw on Twitter. I don't know if that's a real thing. All that stuff's really good. He should just stick to that stuff. Because mm-hmm. then when he comes to talking, he has literally doesn't seem like have has any sort of clue when it comes to economics whatsoever. <sighs> Not realizing that let's say the ruble has lost maybe 50% of its value. Mm. It's mm-hmm. still way down compared to the dollar. Now, of course the dollar is not in a great shape. It is. I mean, on Com- paper compared to other foreign it's, currencies, it's in good shape. It's in good shape. Mm-hmm. Yes. But compared to previous history of the dollar for people in the U S spending the dollar, it's not in good shape. But anyway, this dumb leap right here and compared to the possibility of a, a dollar collapse. It's Have not. you seen Bitcoin lately, by the way? It's not good. No, is it back up to 60? It's back. It went to 52 something last I checked. It looks like maybe it could come down a bit, judging off of my trend lines that I had drawn. But um, big move up a lot in the last, uh, I don't know, six months or so. Hmm. Pretty crazy. How about um, that? How about that? Uh, the Dumbleat number one goes to this this obvious attempt to try and scare people into passing this bill by creating, in my opinion, this Cold War feeling, you know, where we used to always be worried about nuclear war with Russia. Clearly, we're, we're currently at war with Russia anyway, right now, using a proxy state to, mm-hmm. to fight them. But right now, we're trying to drum up more fear about attacks that could, that could directly affect our daily lives that Russia could p- potentially do. And all we need to do is send $60 billion to Zelensky in Ukraine. And uh, we'll take care of this situation right here. That's Dumbly number one. Number two, speaking of Edward Snowden, we were just talking about him. Uh, he had some comments because the uh, NSA National Security Advisor, I believe Jake Sullivan, was talking about FISA. Now they're having a vote on FISA today, I believe. We'll see how that comes out. I bet they're really going to make some big changes. For sure. Uh, but they were asking him about this need to require a warrant for the, uh, you know, when they search your phone records or they wiretap you or whatever they, you know, spying on presidential campaigns, whatever it is. Yeah. I have no idea. Whatever FISA is used to Using do. Using foreign governments to spy on. <laughs> that's a crazy um, story that's not in Dumbleep, by the way. I was telling Charlie, I read the uh, Michael Schellenberger and Matt Taibbi piece and then i read some other stuff talking about it and those are just musk shills though They're yeah not real journalists this whole i mean listen it it really does seem like obama's cia asked foreign governments to spy on a opposing presidential campaign they didn't just happen to come across stuff that they thought trump people were talking to russians or whatever like it was instigated by us with no evidence whatsoever it was just this whole thing is so they're like, Hey, can you talk to Trump's people? That's the CIA yeah. calling Russia. <laughs> and yeah. Russia's like, yeah, sure. We'll reach out to them. And then they do. And then it's like, then they come out that there's some kind of collusion. They orchestrated the whole thing. They did. It's what it seems like. All right. So anyway, they're talking about know. FISA and this is Jake Sullivan being asked you know, whether or not we should have warrants, you know, fourth amendment, stuff like that. You remember that fourth amendment thing? It just slows government down. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's not that's not going to play through the system if you don't. I have to select connect it correctly. Soundboard, Rodecaster Pro Stereo. Uh, If you're a producer, please submit your application because 
Obviously, we don't have. Actually, I'd love to have a producer here. We don't have one. That'd be pretty awesome. Here we go. On FISA, there are a couple of amendments that are being considered. One of them would require a warrant for every query of lawfully collected data. If that were to pass and get into the bill, would the president veto that bill? Uh, So I'm not in a position to stand here today and make veto threats on behalf of the president. Those are, are, um, you know, decisions for him to make. What I will tell you is that we do not believe that that serves the national security interests of the United States. And in fact, today I will be making that case to a number of members uh, that the warrant requirement as conceived is not the best way actually to ensure the protection of the personal privacy of Americans. There are a number of other elements of the bill that we have supported that would reform and update FISA to protect the civil liberties of Americans. But a warrant requirement from our perspective would go too far in undermining the very purpose of FISA, and frankly, it would put victims at risk. Getting the warrant would also put victims at risk. This is about protecting victims. It's about keeping you safe. It's about national security. Charlie, you literally, you're supposed to get a warrant before you search. It's in an amendment. It says that they can't do it. And I've always heard that, oh, FISA court warrants, of course they have to get a warrant to do this. Okay, those are rubber stamp things that they do. No, he's literally up there saying, no, no, you don't want to get a warrant for us to spy on Americans. <laughs> no, no, that would be bad for Americans. That would just hold people back. This is, the, this is the White House, de facto, the White House up here making this argument. Like what Edward Snowden just said in his tweet, the White House arguing from the podium that it no longer believes the Fourth Amendment of the Constitution serves the interests of the United States. Super. That's what he said. Mm. Um, yeah, that's, that's not good. I, I don't have any great hopes for them making Pfizer reforms. I don't believe these systems can be reformed, especially after reading about the CIA stuff uh, and the Trump campaign and all that. Um, I mean, already before that, I already thought that, but th- this stuff can't be reformed, guys. It just, it can't. It can't and the live group wants to know, is Pfizer a fancy way to say Pfizer? Pfizer! <laughs> okay, let's it's keep moving. It's the German version of Pfizer. <laughs> So the uh, you remember that whole Biden can't remember when his uh, son died thing? No, <laughs> no, I, I don't recall. Well, this goes back. <laughs> <laughs> this goes back to that whole conversation. Uh, great clip. Uh, Rachel Maddow has some very important words to say towards the end. She of always this one. does. And um, you know? of course, they bring up the whole. I tune in to Rachel Maddow every day. Oh, yeah, it's important. Just stuff. for yeah, this is what the kids call cope. And so let's hear some cope from MSNBC for Biden. If you want to get the age thing, because this is, let's call it what it is. Uh, this is ageism snuck into a report clearing the person of any wrongdoing. If you want to get the ageism, young people are told all the time by their lawyers, hey. All right, first off, I have to point out before we forget, he just said that this is ageism. This is ageism. When you bring this up in the report, they all have come out there and said, there's no reason for him to put this kind of stuff in the report. He was lining out why he's not going to charge the president right. for the things that he did. Mm-hmm. He, I, he said he did the thing. Like, he did the thing. We know he did the thing. But a jury is not going to believe that he knew he did the thing. And here's why. Because his brain's gone, and that's why. Yeah. That's why he, he lined out, this is why we're not charging him. Because his brain is gone. And so it was important for it to put in there. It's not ageism. And hey, Let's just take it out of there, and then we'll charge the guy. How about that? (laughs) 
Let's just do that. You can, I mean, charge his, them all. His lawyers had to be crapping their pants more so than even Biden was crapping his pants when he was out there giving that press conference saying, that's not true. I remember everything. I'm in tip top. He's out there making the argument that he should be charged with the crimes <laughs> right afterwards. Yeah. They gave him an out. All right. Anyway, here's some more. You're way better off leaning into I don't recall than possibly misstating something to a federal officer or, or under oath in this case. So it's a lot of derogatory stuff. And that is also, if this were a movie, you'd say, oh, gosh, the other lawyers who told the president, well, you could drag this out and not do this interview. They might be saying, well, this is why you shouldn't yeah. do the interview. And I do think it is. I want to be clear. Now, I'll have to make the point again. He said that it's better to just say, I do not recall, than it is to get something wrong when you're doing this. Because it's illegal to lie to the government, by the way. Yeah. Um, to the federal government. To the federal government. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They can lie to you. That's fine. Absolutely. Um, this is not I do not recall. I just want to point that out. We already, we already he said He didn't say I do not recall, no. actually. This is not like, oh, what year did your son die? And if you say the wrong year, we're going to prosecute you for lying to us or something like that. So he's like accidentally was like, oh, I, I, I think it was 2001. Like something like that. That's not what this. That's not you, what this was. Did you hear the tape? You must have heard the tapes. <laughs> this was. <laughs> How do you get all this information, Nate? I don't know. A credit uh, to the president that he chose to fa- to do fast cooperation. I think that's good for the system. Politically, though, um, it, it, it's now being used against him. I, I'm sure there were advisors saying, "Don't do it." Absolutely. Right now, saying that. Along with the standardness of I don't recall is the standardness of prosecutors and or litigators being annoyed by it. And part of the peak that you read in it is that peak, right? I mean, he's frustrated and angry that he didn't get get more. Yeah. The other thing I just you mentioned this and we should just be clear here, right? Like age is the central narrative question here that this all revolves around in terms of its political repercussions, the way the news happened today, the questions being asked him multiple by multiple figures there. And in the end, what makes it such a useful political tool for people that want Donald Trump to be elected or want him not to be reelected is that the fact of his age is not something you can rebut. Mm-hmm. He can't be, you can't tack to, if someone says you're too far left, you can tack to the center. You, you, there's no, the man is 80 years old. He rides a bike. He, he, I like, but he is. The- All right. There we go. We had to get the, he rides a bike. He rides part. a bike. I'm so glad that she said he rides a bike because I wanted to present to you Joe Biden riding the bike uh, real fast. So let's, just, <laughs> let's play a clip of Joe Biden riding the bike. <laughs> If you want to see it from another angle, here's one. <laughs> he rides a bike. It's so funny. <laughs> he rides a bike. That's yeah. great. <laughs> There's a really funny bit. We don't have a lot of time, but I don't know. Maybe this is maybe this is worth it. There's a funny one here. Here we have a breakaway rider coming into shot. Joe Biden rides for the United States of America, leader of that team. And he's going to cross this pedestrian crossing without too many issues. Looking good. He's got eyes up, left foot's out, good hip dexterity there. Out of the boxed pedals. So he doesn't have clip-ins, doesn't have flat pedals. He's got the, the cages, notoriously difficult and tricky. He's running some sort of motocross gloves or gardening gloves, not sure which. And he's doing this eyes up. He's not looking down. He's doing this just on feel, getting that left foot out. And you think, he's safe here. Where's he going to fall down? He's got the weight out, foot out. He's home and hosed. 
No, the problem is, look at his right foot here. He's still got eyes up. He can't get out of the box. And he puts pressure down there. His body weight's done. At this point, he's over. And (laughs) (laughs) Just, if it weren't for the guy's accent, it wouldn't be as fun listening to him call it out. But all right, anyway, don't bleep number four. Let's keep moving. We we gotta get going. All right, Biden just said we lost one million people dead from COVID because President Trump did not move on making sure that we dealt with vaccinating the American public. How would you classify that as far as things that are true goes? um, (laughs) It's at least missing context. It's missing some context. Let's hear him say that because he can say it way better than we can. After he he did not move on making sure that we dealt with vaccinating the American public, we ended up losing over a million people dead. A million people. A million. And the studies show the... A million, billion, trillion, billion. A million, a million, a million, a million. <laughs> okay. Not to defend the vaccine and all that, but the vaccine, if you'll remember, Charlie, because we had a podcast going at this, at this time, the vaccine was announced about a week after... That we're still suffering the from, election. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, the vaccine was announced about a week after the election, maybe 10 days after the election, something like that, uh, where Biden won the election. Um, Trump also, you know, agree or disagree, had Operation Warp Speed, which is credited with bringing the vaccine to market as quickly as it was able to come to market. Okay. It Faster than any other vaccine has ever come to market, by the way. It was not available for people to even start taking until December of 2020 and, and Trump left office in January of 2021. Uh, so I don't think it's extremely fair to say that he didn't move on getting people vaccinated like Biden did. Uh, when Trump was president, there, there wasn't a vaccine. <laughs> and then yeah. when Biden came into office, there was a vaccine. <laughs> so those are your two main differences mm-hmm. i would say for that conversation yeah pretty dumb <laughs> number five, oh, the children did you see rich eisen's he's the one that was going real viral rich yeah. eisen's guy from nfl network um kind of been the main host on the nfl network since it first started he was like the first guy That's to do right. a nfl total access and all that uh, so we got a few tweets about this um the kansas city shooting which we just read earlier we weren't recording yet some news, a little bit of news came out, which is that... It's not terrorism. No, not terrorism. There's no political motivations here. There was nothing like that. This was a dispute between three gentlemen that were at the parade. Uh, two of them were juveniles. Um, the other one, not, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, we don't know what the dispute was over. I think it, it seems was, like someone said something about someone's mama. Yeah. And... And maybe they were on someone else's turf. You just can't do that in Kansas City. No, not to these guys. And I'm just speculating. I have no idea. No, I don't know. We don't know for sure. But um, to me, that makes it, I don't know, questionable some of the things that people are saying. You see what happens after a shooting like this happens. People come out and they tell you how they could have stopped it from happening. Mm. Or that we should do something to stop this from happening because it makes them feel good to say that we should do something, even though nothing that they say is going to do anything. I honestly don't think taking Mm. guns away goes far enough. Mm. We should just get rid of all humans. Yeah, actually, you know, they say people kill people. Those are the, leave the guns. 
Yeah. The guns are fine. Let's kill all the people. Mm-hmm. And that way we won't kill anyone. There will be no more gun violence. Mm-hmm. We should ban juveniles. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No more gun violence. Yeah. That's right. Just let nature take its course. <laughs> uh, Rich Eisen says nine children. Nine children who went to a parade to celebrate the Super Bowl team. Why weren't they in school? <laughs> it was a parade. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Nine children now being treated for gunshot wounds at Children's Mercy Hospital, I guess. When are we going to collectively realize there's a gun problem in our country and do something sensible for our kids? Okay, that's one man's opinion. We get a lot more coming up on Dumb Leap of the Week. That's the uh, episode title, not the show title. Our show is called Liberty at Night on Tuesday nights here on the Free Talk Live Network. And of course, every day, I hope you're writing this down. Every day, our podcast is called Good Morning Liberty, which you can find on your favorite podcast app. We're only about halfway through Dumb Leap of the Week. We get a whole lot more to talk about coming right up. night on the free talk live network we're gonna keep going with dumb bleep of the week we're about halfway through let's see who wins rg3 who's that uh he i think he played football at one point in time go ahead charlie he tweets kids can't go to school believers can't go to church families can't go to the grocery store friends can't go to a concert and now fans can't go to a super bowl parade is he talking about the covid lockdowns (laughs) I think so. Without the real fear of being a part of a mass shooting in America, what are we doing? Yeah. <sighs> Can't do anything in life. No. Yeah. Um, I know that uh, bad things have happened at all of these different places. I'll be the uh, annoying person that comes in and says, well, statistically, you're fine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, still, uh, statistically, your trip to any of those places was the most dangerous thing you did that day. Uh, so you can still go to those things, you know. Um, but still, doesn't mean I'm going to give up my guns or that Charlie's going to give up his. Jess Piper from Missouri, she's always good for something dumb. Uh, she says, while my governor ran for the hills surrounded by security during a mass shooting event that his laws helped make happen... Regular Missourians were tackling gunmen and giving aid to the wounded. His laws made this happen. Those are the laws where you allow juveniles to carry weapons in public, right? Yeah. All right, just making sure. Uh, She also tweets a real original one here. It's the effing guns. That's what it is. Okay. Joe Biden. You know him, the president. Mm Mm-hmm. Yesterday's events in Kansas City should move us into action. How many more families need to be torn apart? It's time for Congress to finally act to ban assault weapons, limit high-capacity magazines, I see the relevance here for sure, strengthen background checks, and that's where you make sure that someone's not a juvenile when they get a gun, Mm -hmm. and keep guns out of the hands of those who have no business owning them. Like kids. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, like kids. We should make laws, I guess. That. I wonder if you're allowed to have guns as a kid in Missouri. I don't know Missouri state gun laws. It how sounds about, like a free for all. Maybe how many it's fine. Of these shootings are like everything was done by the book except for the shooting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you I know? Don't know. 
it's like they already got the gun illegally or they stole it from their parents or something typically, mm-hmm. or it's not registered or they didn't do a background check to get it or whatever. All of the stuff that we have in place to stop this kind of thing already doesn't work. Because criminals aren't great at following laws. Yes. True. And, you know, maybe the gun should have never been invented. I don't know. But guess what? It was. It's here. It's here. It's been here for a long time. And the fact that we think, and here's what blows me away about the left. And look, I don't like the right that much either, but the left just, the the logical inconsistencies are just so distasteful. Yeah. I I don't, they hate cops. Yeah. Cops are bad people. They're white supremacists, black killing, whatever. Yeah. Okay. And they go down that line and then, then they only want cops to have guns Mm. and take, come take guns away from everyone else and only let the cops have them. It makes a lot of sense when you say it that way. I know. All right. We got to move on. Dumbleat number six, new bill could ban the sale of refrigerated cold beer in Tennessee. That uh, way you can't drink it on the way home. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll be honest with you. This could have stopped me from drinking a few times, but it's still a dumb. First off, re, any real alcoholic knows that you're going for the lukewarm handle of vodka over there at the package store. Okay. <laughs> you're not really going for a beer unless you're some kind of lightweight. Okay. <laughs> but um, to me, this is, you're going to take a lot of uh, freedoms away from people who want to get a pack of cold beer on the way home and drink it at home. You know, want it to be cold when they get there. Also, if you're an alcoholic or whatever the thing is, you could buy some warm and just keep it in your fridge at home instead. Uh, something like that. Mm-hmm. Or you could drink it warm as any good alcoholic also knows the temperature doesn't matter. Still, it still gets the job done. Yep. You know, speaking from experience over we, here. We would call it rodeo cool. <laughs> rodeo cool you know? <laughs> somebody asked this beer cold it's rodeo cool i'm uh <laughs> i'm trying to make sure i'm trying to make sure we get to the last couple because i know that you have a hard stop and i don't want you to be gone for the last couple so okay i'm Let's i'm go. pushing pushing through right now number seven number seven we did this yesterday mm. uh also but this was the 50 dollar an hour minimum wage suggestion by barbara lee in california uh, we can listen You're to that for just in case you weren't here. Dollar an hour federal minimum wage. That's seven times the current national minimum wage of seven twenty-five an hour. Can you explain how that would be economically sustainable for small businesses? You have sixty seconds. First, let me say I um, owned and ran a small business for um, eleven years. I created hundreds of jobs. Benefits, retirement benefits, also health care benefits. I know what worker productivity means, and that means that you have to make sure that your employees are taken care of and have a living wage. In the Bay Area, I, I believe it was the United Way, came out with a report that uh, very recently, $127,000 for a family of four is just barely enough to get by. Another survey very recently, 104000 for a family of one. Barely enough to get by low income because of the affordability crisis. And so just do the math. Just Do the math, Charlie. Mm, do yeah. the math. It's very important that we do the math on this. Yep. Um, doesn't matter if people can't afford it. Uh, well, you know, if you can't afford it, what you do is you raise your prices a lot. Like a lot, a lot. Like mm-hmm. you'll double them. To, to be able to afford this. Eventually, only the biggest businesses would be able to afford it in the first place. 
there's no reason why you shouldn't push for a hundred at this moment. Or because, a million. Yeah. Or a mil- who cares? Just yep. push for whatever. Also, you know, I hate when she says that the, these people say a, a typical a, a family of four. I'm sick of doing stuff in family of four terms. You should not determine a person's wage by the amount of children that they decided to have. Yeah. That's on you. Also, what is a family of one? I don't know. It's, this, this is Alan, the lone wolf. I'm my own family. The wolf. lone wolf. How about one that man right? wolf back? How about that right in? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's why I call it Windy, Windy City. Sin City. <laughs> Oh, it's, she kind of looks like. What do you call Kansas City? Did you guess cold, cold, cold blooded, mass shooting, cold blooded right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, if you want more thoughts on that, go listen to yesterday's episode. Yeah, we're kind of going back go. through some stuff that we already covered. It's just it needs to be in dumb bleep. Elizabeth Warren, what did she say, Charlie? D- for dumb bleep number eight, she uh, tweets every time you see a TurboTax mm. ad, remember. They've spent millions of dollars lobbying to make the tax filing process a difficult and time-consuming as possible, all to protect their bottom line. But now the IRS is testing out a truly free direct file option. Hmm. Truly free? Yeah. She didn't just say free. She said truly free direct file option yes. that they had to create. Mm-hmm. You think they? You think people got paid? No, this is all volunteer work. <laughs> they all do volunteer? Yeah. Okay. So they, they didn't pay the people at the IRS to create this. They must not option. have. They're not going to have then any. it wouldn't be truly free. <laughs> Just like, so I said nothing the IRS does is truly free because they operate by using taxpayer money. It's which, like. Which people liked, by the way. That was TurboTax. TurboTax spent millions <clears throat> lobbying. The IRS has spent billions yeah. <laughs> creating a truly free system. I so I had multiple conversations with people on this thread. Um, as you can see, it 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 did well as a comment um, on this thread. People making the argument that well, doesn't TurboTax take money from you as well? I was like, if you decide to use them, I've never used TurboTax before. Yeah, I use some other free Tax USA or whatever. I've paid to do taxes in a long time. There's multiple tax filing options out there. That's the point. And this is still not truly free. There are some uh, other conversations that happen, like this guy McGeary said, right, but doing something at cost versus for profit means that it becomes beneficial to make the process efficient and for it to cost much less for everyone in the long run. Um, Doing something at cost does not make it beneficial for the process to be efficient. You can look at numerous different things the government does, like Make, all of them like make coffee cups for the air force or I, I mean just look at any nasa they do stuff at cost they always did stuff at cost that's why they were 10 the times more budget. yeah whatever the budget is that's what it costs yeah because when you do things at cost your incentive is not to get the price down as low as possible your incentive is to make it as expensive as possible because that's how you can make more money off of doing it so I said doing things that cost typically cost more than for profit. They come back and say, yeah, that's why it's cheaper to buy for profit insulin at $250 instead of buying at cost insulin for $4. By the way, the at cost insulin, the only reason it's $4 is because they make a profit off of it. They charge $250. That's the only reason that it's so cheap to actually manufacture the insulin in the first place. If there was never any profit involved with it, I don't know what they would charge. And I'm not even sure that at cost insulin is even $4, it's probably more like 10 cents. That's probably the actual cost when you break it all the way down. So they're still 
inflating the cost at that point. Of course, they come out with this insulin costs and doing it at cost, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you're still talking about in a profit-driven system right there and saying, yeah, look, see, the cost is much cheaper than what people pay for it. Yeah, You're actually making an argument based inside of the entire profit-driven system and talking about how much cheaper the actual cost is. Well, it's not but insulin. Not even- <laughs> it's not even insulin, by the way. It's it's the the mechanism, the delivery mechanism, yeah, <laughs> of insulin. Mm-hmm. And there's only a few companies that have patents on that. It's it's not like and the insulin, insulin the, the insulin to the the newer the newfangled insulin that we have because the you know when people point back to uh, in the olden times when they didn't have any patents, they were like, oh, we're just going to release this insulin. You know, we're not going to try and uh, make any money off of this or whatever. We're not even allowed to take that kind of insulin. You're talking about animal-derived insulin that's not even approved in the United States anyway. We have newer generation insulin that's made to work better for you, but the FDA doesn't even allow us to take the cheap insulin that people are talking about in the first place. Just sidebar right there. Um, Unfortunately, we have to move on to number nine because we got to make fun of Sonny Hostin on The View upset about doing an ancestry test and finding out that her ancestors, uh, not only uh, she not Puerto Rican like she thought, they actually moved from Spain. They moved from Spain because Spain outlawed the slave trade and so her family moved to Puerto Rico where they could still have slaves. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty great. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty great stuff. Okay, so So she's obviously going to hang herself now. (laughs) And he gave me some surprising revelations about my family history. You know, I was really reluctant. I don't know how you felt when you did it, Whoopi, but I was really reluctant to do it because I just sensed that there could be something in my family history that would be um, disappointing. Um, Negative. Negative, yes. I thought I was going to have that kind of moment. And Skip had asked me to do it for a long time. And I finally decided to do it because I thought it'd be helpful for my children and my children's children to know what their real history was, you know. But what I found out was that my mother's family, while um, they are Puerto Rican, they actually originate from Spain. And the reason that they moved to Puerto Rico is because the slave trade had been sort of canceled in Spain and then Curacao and then they moved all of their slaves to Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. And so the biz- the family business, I had been told that they were printers and journalists but they were in fact enslavers. Mm-hmm. Um, and my- Same for her, by the way. <laughs> Mother, it's so- A hush fell over the audience. It was deeply disappointing. <laughs> And it's deeply disappointing because my mother really identified as Puerto Rican. She was part of the civil rights um, movement. And um, she was deeply ingrained in black culture um, and and identified herself as black. Her mom had a lot of black friends. Yeah, um, yeah, a lot of black friends. Hispanic for ethnicity. Okay. But her race is white. She's European. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know it's yeah. weird because when you look at her, my mother's blonde and she has light eyes and my whole family looks like that. So I think inside I sort of knew that this was my history and that's yeah. pr- probably why I didn't want to do it. And I spoke to my mom about it. She was deeply disappointed. She actually cried about it. And then she said, maybe that's why I have been so connected to black culture because it's an atonement in my spirit. <laughs> and um, I, I received that. <laughs> No, that, keep playing it. That part's just 
I also found out that, and there were slaves on both sides of her family, mothers and fathers, but we are 7% indigenous Puerto Rican, Taino. So I'm proud of that. Why are people clapping? (laughs) Why are people clapping when you say that you're 7%? I'm 7% this race, and people are clapping. (laughs) Why? I don't what know. is they have why <laughs> god why tell me why you would cl- feel the need to applaud because someone just said that they're seven percent of a some race mm. yeah of indigenous puerto rican someone explained i'm more japanese than she is puerto rican <laughs> okay i don't feel any <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you oh man your reaction i don't i'm so glad you told me to hit play because i had forgotten about that part yeah and why are we stopping here i mean this is why the audience is applauding makes no sense and two why did pure entertainment why her mom would feel the need to like oh that that must have been why i was so ingrained in black culture because (laughs) i was needing to atone no you weren't you had no clue that's not a real thing (laughs) And now you're just saying things to remove some sort of made up guilt that you somehow feel because of something that your great, great, great ancestors did, which is ridiculous. Yeah. You have no, like, I don't know anything about my ancestors at all. And and I feel no need to feel any guilt for anything that they did. The group just said women. (laughs) (laughs) repeal the 19th <laughs> this is why this is why it's so important this is why we talk about individualism and mm-hmm. why it's so important like you can only be guilty of something that you yourself have done you own yourself this whole collect this is why the cat ends up eating its tail or dragon eats its tail <laughs> whatever you want to call it this is why because this whole collective group think and she's been out there preaching about this for how long now? And well, then she's, she's called for reparations for people and everything. And then for her, her to find it in her own family. Yeah. To be like, this is why this whole collective group think is wrong. Because it is. Is Sonny a bad person? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know her personally. Maybe not. Probably. She, she probably is. Although I think, I think she lacks the mental capacity to actually be a good or a bad person. Yeah. Well, who that's, knows? That's one man's opinion. I don't know her. That's mm-hmm. the thing. I don't know. But do, <clears throat> can I judge her based on what her great, great ancestors did? And the fact that they were so upset about slavery being abolished in Spain that they moved to Puerto Rico? Now, do you think they she- got on a ship willing to risk their lives back then, by the way? Mm-hmm. A wooden ship, probably? Yeah. That slaves built, probably? Yeah. There were slaves on the boat, probably. They're slaves. Yeah. They're slaves. <laughs> yeah. They literally moved them to Puerto Rico so they keep working in the sugarcane farms. All right. Um, we, have, <sighs> we have to get to... Um, All right, number 10. <laughs> I saw this. I want to let everyone know I had not actually watched the video yet, and I almost watched it this morning. I was even watching a podcast uh, where they went in to do it, and I turned it off because I wanted this to be the first time I watched the video. But I have no doubt that it's going to be completely ridiculous. Um, if you haven't seen it, uh, this body cam footage shows Ookaloosa County, Florida. Ookaloosa. Deputy 
Jesse Hernandez declaring shots fired and I'm hit and shooting at the handcuffed, unarmed suspect that's in his police car. The suspect that he, no doubt, had just handcuffed and searched and everything. Um, he had not been shot. Rather, it was determined that he had heard an acorn drop onto the car. And this person, by the way, has resigned from the police department, even though they were cleared. They were cleared of wrongdoing. Jesus. They, they're cleared of wrongdoing, but he resigned um, in disgrace. I would say, okay. It's like, maybe this isn't my calling. <laughs> So much worse than I thought. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm good. I feel weird, but I'm good. <laughs> Hold on. I gotta get the other angle. I gotta get the other angle where the other cop runs in and says, please don't let the invisible fire burn my friend. <laughs> Let's see it from this point of view. This is not funny to be shot at, by the way. <laughs> oh, no, the person in the car. Yeah. Oh, well, they're going to be rich from now on, though. Yeah. That's one good part. And I think they're fine. Yeah. Do you know your no, talking? they were fine. They were fine. A number off the top of your head. Okay. Okay. It's okay. She fired Jesse, too? Jesse, are you okay? Get in the house! Get in the house! Jesse! Get back, get back! Where is he? Where is he? Forty-three, give me traffic. <laughs> Do a barrel roll. <laughs> Jeez, he did three barrel rolls. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, I hope that was a Star Fox reference, by the way, T-Dub. I don't know <laughs> if it was or not. Um, anyhow. Uh, <sighs> it's. I feel kind of bad laughing. I, <laughs> oh, man. I just... Uh, I don't, I don't r- really know what to say. My car is shooting at me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... I honestly don't know what to say about this. Um, I don't think there's any reason that we have to say anything. Um, I get it. Cops are wound tight. You never know when you're going to get shot at any time. I get that, but there's no reason we can't laugh at the. There's no reason you can't. It's not just that you started firing into the car, stuff like that. It's it's not just that. It's that you also said that you were that you were shocked. Yeah. It's the barrel at roll. At the same time. And then you told your partner, and your partner is like, where? In here? And then just starts unloading <laughs> into the car. I mean, literally, thank, I mean, thank God the person didn't die, get hit. I mean, they unloaded, what was it, which 18 the, shots? Which, by the way, if, you take, if you've ever taken a gun safety course, ever, in your life, the, one of the first things they teach you 
is to know your target. Identify the target. Identify a target. Before you can fire your weapon, you Mm -hmm. have to know what the target is. And so for his partner to be like, where? Your car is shooting at you? (laughs) The car is shooting at us. Shoot your car back. (laughs) (laughs) It's the car. The car is spraying bullets. I'm trying to. Could you hear the acorn hit the car? No, you couldn't even hear it. Did anyone hear that? No, you couldn't Couldn't even hear it. God, thank God no one was hurt or killed. It's like he's in a movie. He's God bless. All right. Okay, get votes in. I gotta go. Get the votes in, everyone. Charlie's gotta go. (laughs) Gotta go after that. Good lord. Uh dumb bleep of the week voting channel. Uh, let's go get those votes in. Number one, we had the Russian space nukes. Uh, number two, we had the uh, talk about the FISA. Number three, he can ride a bike. Number four, Biden said mil- a million, billion, trillion people died because Trump wouldn't vaccinate. Um, five, we had words said about gun violence in the Kansas City shooting and all that. No- number six, we had uh, banning refrigerated beer at ga- gas stations. <laughs> Uh, number seven, we had the $50 an hour minimum wage. Number eight, we had the uh, truly free IRS service. Uh, number nine, we had Sonny Hostin and that situation with the slave slave trade. And uh, number 10, we have the acorn assault. Let me see who won. Guess what? It was the acorn assault. I don't know what else to call it. If you guys have a better name, let me know. That's who wins the Dumb Leap of the Week. This is Mark Edge with Free Talk Live. Mark Warden with PorcupineRealEstate.com is one of the best real estate agents I've ever worked with. I've been through about two dozen real estate transactions in my life, and I feel like I know what I'm doing, but there's always the things that you don't know that you don't know. Mark Warden with PorcupineRealEstate.com found a problem with the house that I was buying that ultimately saved me $65,000. He's a consummate professional, holds his people to his own high standards, and I would unequivocally recommend him for any real estate purchase in New Hampshire. Don't sell yourself short. Contact PorcupineRealEstate.com.